The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Yeah, look out. (laughs) It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis. Sidekick, producer, and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls. <laughs> it's Flounder, and it's freaking Thursday. Look out, here we go. Is it still raining up there in the mountains of Macon there, Pete? The animals are arriving two by two. Ah, uh, goody. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Anyway, other than that, uh, off we go. Flounder, how's everything since yesterday? Anything new uh, developments? Uh, nothing much. Got a jam-packed show today, that's for sure. Yeah. How's your? How's Lucas, by the way, You're the uh, podcast? We Lucas is doing Lucas. good. I should uh, bring him in one day, but it would probably be a nightmare for him. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, that would probably be pretty freaky. <laughs> but, uh, uh, take some if, if you play with him, video. take some videos. And I'll send I'm, to you. Believe me, all my Facebook fans are wondering where, how's Lucas doing. Uh, he's once got in a, a while, he pops up on a, on a brief. So Veronica remember. has a dog, Winston. Yeah, and so they are. Do they play? They do. They actually. That's, well, we got to so get. Video I'll, of I'll that. get some video of that and I'll send it yeah, to you. I, I promise you. And and pa- we just uh, the other day popped up with him going into my jacket. Mm, doing yeah, I saw podcasts. that. Yeah. yeah. So they uh, they do like to do it. Anyway, uh, three oh four. How's everybody doing? Look out! It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Four oh four. 741-1230. is our number. Uh, we love phone calls. If you'd like to join us on any, it's open lines. Every day's open lines because, you know, uh, people don't make phone calls anymore. So when we get them, we enjoy them, and uh, we'll talk about anything you want. Uh, billions of issues going on here today, oh, including, uh, in case you haven't heard it, just joined us, Neil Bortz. I think that's still on. Is that correct? 4 o'clock? There we are a go for 4.03 because we do Fox News at the top of the hour, but uh, we'll be chatting so with Neil at 4. Shortly after 4 o'clock, uh, the, uh, Neil Bortz will be calling in and we'll just chat uh, like uh, he does on Tuesday mornings with the morning crew around 724 uh, and he's uh, so I've left for it so Neil Bortz so that'd be fun see what's on and if you have, uh, by the way if you have any uh, between now and then if you have any questions to ask Neil Bortz or comments or whatever hell they can call in or our YouTube uh, bandits whatever they call they have them. any questions yeah. yeah if they have any questions they'd like to hear Neil talk about or something let us know I will shoot uh, that away right now yeah uh, there you go uh, let us know and we'll be happy to uh, pass those along I mean what the you know we're all in this together it's all just you know it's like a reunion thing kind uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh, we got some actual news. Oh, can I do a thank you? I gotta do. A, I gotta do a thank you, and it's also kind of a little bit of an embarrassing thing. Okay, as you know, I frequently <clears throat> have a. Well, I, I call it a teeny wee itsy bitsy teeny little teeny little problem with uh, modern day technology and uh, you know social media thing and, and doodads and app things stuff like that. I, I think we could. It's fair to say that I have a I have a minor minor problem adapting to the modern technology of the world. Can we can we say I just have a teeny you. little problem? That's uh, a nice way to say it. <laughs> that'd be one way to say it. All right. Okay. You're so a luddite. All right. So my car, my car, <laughs> my car is actually now my car is now four years old, uh, but. But it's still, I know, and I'll bet both of you have a dashboard screen in your uh, car that, that tells you stuff, right? I, I, I mean, if there's something going on or if, you know, how fast you're going or there's some little screen now in almost every car now in the middle of your dashboard. Flounder, oh, he's talking to somebody. Is that, is that a man in there? Yes, it is. Hey, baby, how you doing? 
<laughs> oh, we love to see Amanda. I hope she's doing okay. I'm now founder. Just before you do, you, do you have you have a little dashboard cam? I mean, a screen in your dashboard tell you what's going on in your car yes. and stuff like. Okay, we all do. Now the problem is, as you know, I, I assume in your steering wheel also you have little arrows and stuff like that, so you can maneuver that screen to change to see what else is going on. Do you have that also? Okay. The mm. problem is, uh, I have I have had so many problems with tires. I think we've all known this over the last couple of years. I've probably bought six or seven tires from all the nails and the construction and the. I mean, we've gone through. I mean, you, you all know that, right? Okay. So I, on my car, the screen is set so it's blank. It's blank and it shows the speed I'm going stuff like that. But if I hit the one arrow button, if I hit the on my steering wheel the arrow button up, one thing it shows all four tire pressures. Okay, so and, and almost every day I check the tire pressure because if I do get a nail or something, it starts a slow leak. And before it gets down to, you know, 15 where the alarm goes off, I'd like to know if I've got a slow leak in one of those tires so I can take care of it before it becomes a flat. So I'm really anxious about making sure I check with all, I've, you know, I've, I've spent $3,000 on tires in two years, I'll bet you. Anyway, so I'm concerned about it. And all of a sudden, the other day, I would turn on my car and boom, it went, it went to a whole new screen of something and I couldn't get rid of it. And every time I push one of the up barrels or the old barrels and the arrows and the stuff and the little doodads on the steering wheel. It went, you know, it took, what kind of color do you like? Uh, uh, you were listening to AM radio. I mean, had a million, you know, ty- a pressure of the Duba Papa Samba Lamba and a 1.3 measure pressure guy. I mean, stuff I've never even, I, you know what it is. So I'm feeling like such an idiot that I called <laughs> called Schottenkirk where I got my car deal. I bought a bunch of cars up there. And I talked to this sweet girl named Laura and she had no idea how to fix it either because there's no, there's no manual. I mean, you just have to keep fiddling with it to figure out where it goes, but goes to different places. Anyway, so she said, I'll get, she said, I'll tell you what, I'll get back to you. She was so sweet. She actually looked, she actually Googled and, and, and talked to experts to figure out how the hell I could get back to the screen I wanted to get so I could protect my tires and my suit. Well, she finally called back and did it after all that time. And honestly, that, uh, you don't get that kind of customer service anywhere for anything anymore. And I just wanted to say, and I felt like such an idiot because I couldn't figure it out. I mean, and she didn't know either. Nobody knew, you know, you, you just have to kind of fiddle with it. And and so she looked it up somehow and told me, and I followed the directions right there, and I wrote them down so I could do Anyway, thank you, Laura Schottenkirk up in Jasper. Uh, and I feel like a goofball, but still, I, I don't know how to read my own car. I mean, my God, man, I'm a grown man, and I don't know how to read the stuff dashboard of my car. Well, I do now. All right, I'm sorry, I blew the whole segment, 309, 309. Um, uh, oh, here we go. This, hey, where's Hunter? Hey, Hunter, where are you, buddy? Because a uh, big break-in story today. We got but the, the border story is a big story. And also Marjorie Taylor Greene is now suing uh, to have an investigation on uh, on the little uh, uh, floozy of Fulton County Fanny, the side piece, and her boyfriend on the payroll. That's coming up here in a second, too. But first of all, the break-in story this afternoon is that Peter Navarro is going to jail. He's going to prison. Four months. Served in the White House under Donald Trump. Uh, he was sentenced this morning for refusing to go to a subpoena for the January 6th committee. Uh, golly, he refused to honor a subpoena for a House committee. Well, this wasn't even an official committee. This was a secret committee. And he refused to honor their subpoena, and he got 
convicted, and he's going to prison for four months and a $9,500 fine. Now, I recall a couple of weeks ago when a certain Hunter Biden also refused to go to the January, I mean, sorry, to the House committee that subpoenaed him. He dishonored and disobeyed the subpoena, which is exactly what Peter Navarro did, and Hunter Biden did the same thing. Therefore, the Republicans should be, oh, wait a minute, they've stopped doing anything. Oh, that's right, too. Yeah, they said, oh, we're going to sue you, boy. We're going to get you for all this. And then they didn't do squat. And then Hunter's lawyer finally said, oh, you know what? Okay, we'll come in after all. Sorry about that. So, so in other words, if you break the law, but then later you say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll obey the law later, if you don't mind. Some other time I'll come in. They, oh, that's fine. Why didn't they charge him anyway? He violated the law. It's like if you go in to rob a bank, and then you get, and then you get away, and then they catch you, and you say, oh, crap, all right, here's the money. Forget I ever did it. Okay, sorry to bother you. Have a nice day. What, you just don't have to pay for it? You still broke the law. He violated the subpoena. Oh, he's freaking cow. I don't get it. Anyway, Navarro, uh, and by the way, the judge uh, uh, spoke kind of highly of Navarro, saying, I have a great deal of respect for you and uh, accomplish what you've done is, uh, that makes it more disappointing. Uh, Navarro refused to turn over a bunch of stuff that they wanted for this. Again, this January 6th committee was not real. They, they, this was just their own made-up thing that they have only liberals and, and Trump haters on the committee. It wasn't a real investigating committee. It was a complete whitewash. And we know that now by the uh, how they hid all the documents. They had secret documents that they erased and didn't give to the, uh, the committee investigating their committee. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So Navarro, who defied a subpoena for a committee, four months in prison. Hunter Biden defied a subpoena from the House committee. And he gets to do it later because, you know, you don't want to do anything about Hunter. And he mocked them. He showed up and mocked them, and yeah. he still wasn't arrested. Yeah, that's right. Remember, he had, he had like a news conference with his buddies and then said, oh, you know, and, uh, and by the way, uh, Navarro's not even the first guy. The second, uh, the former White House advisor, Steve Bannon. Remember him? He was convicted of two counts and sentenced to four months behind bars, but he's uh, free pending his um, uh, conviction. Also, contempt of Congress. Two Donald Trump people got convicted for contempt of Congress and got jail terms. Hunter Biden did not get convicted because they let him go. They should have, kept, they should have arrested him that afternoon. The fix is in, my friends. These freaking Republican cowards. And by the way, uh, we're going to have comments from governor of Texas on the border coming up in a second. You're going to hear comments out loud from the governor of Florida in a second. I don't have any comments from the governor of Georgia. I have, uh, there's a written note saying you go Texas or something like that, but that's it. <laughs> I mean, you're we're, 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 well, we're behind a, you a thousand percent, Senator yeah, Eagleton. That's yeah, right. Keep going. Behind you all the way. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Uh, Three thirteen. Board's coming up at four o'clock with a Kipper Pete and Flounder. Look out, my God. Right out loud. Jeez. He couldn't get Laura on the phone. So to her mother, <laughs> Tommy said, Listen to the song, Mr. Ray Peterson, 2005, the voice behind this huge hit in 1960, Tell Laura I Love Her. Now stop that, just stop, knock off that stuff. This is a very important song. 
paid Mary Peterson, who did this, died at the age of 65 in 2005. And by the way, after the hit record stopped coming in in the early 70s, uh, Peterson became a Baptist church minister and occasionally played the oldies music circuit. Ray Peterson, 2005. Now, listen to this for just, if you don't know the song, folks, this is a 1960 rock hit. One of the teen, dead teen music songs. No one knows what happened that day. Bum, 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 bum. How his car overturned. All the groups had a bum, 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 bum guy. Elvis, all of them. They pulled him from the twisted wreck. With, with his dying words, they heard him oh, you know, effectively bum, 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 chased bum. away half of our listeners. <laughs> no, th- well, this is a very, <laughs> this was a thing. This was a real thing. And I can tell you, I was at like 15 or whatever it was that, that when this song came out. And I promise you, there were, th- I had thought about the same thing. A boy, I'd love to have a girlfriend that I love so much that I would do anything for. And my final words, if I was in a wreck trying to get money to buy her an engagement ring, would be tell her I love her. I mean, I, I went right to my, I remember tearing up. There was another one. What was this song where the, where the young, they were, they got hit, they hit by a railroad train. And they got the, away, and then the girl ran back to get his high school ring, clutched in her hand. His high school ring clutched in her hand, and then she died. That magazine I gave you last week about pop songs yeah, and stuff, yeah. they have a whole little chapter about these death songs right. that you might want to it was, read. I, I did. It, it, it's a real thing, but I, I'm telling you, I lived it. I remember crying to these songs, thinking, boy, that would be a great way to die. I mean, I, I'm serious. They were, oh, fr- no, 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 oh, I'm serious. I'm really? serious. I, I'm going to, you, you're going to make, you this go ahead. This explains the Taylor Swift It does. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm being absolutely honest with you. <laughs> And it sounds, and, and I'm, I'm making a fool of myself, but the fact of the matter is, I, you know, there were, they actually had a thing in the country because parents were worried that their kids were all hopped up on dying for their true love and that they would do it. They'd go back in a flaming car to get a high school ring. I'm serious. This, this was real Darwinism. stuff. I, I lived it. I fought it. I, I wanted a girlfriend that I would be, I would die for and go into a flaming car uh, to get a ring. I mean, I'm telling you, it was a real thing. Uh, it was uh, it was it was powerful. Uh, what the hell was the name of that song? Where she and clutched in her, uh, uh, she ran back to get his high school ring, clutched in her hand. Oh, <laughs> Is it this one? Yeah, there's the song. Yeah, this That's was the it. Name of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. Good work, Flounder. <laughs> uh, you guys. Well, I mean, it's it's becoming even more funny that I'm able to play that sounder at least once a day. <laughs> Well, you're going to play it again in a couple of minutes, too. I got two yeah. Taylor Swift stories coming up. Yeah. There we go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, eat me. How about that? <laughs> 322. Oh, mercy. All right. Well, that was a tr- I'm telling you, that was a true thing. I lived it. I actually lived it. Okay, Nick. News. We got a lot of newsy stuff here today. And again, remember, Neil Bort's going to join us a little after 4 o'clock just to chat. We're just going to start a new thing. In fact, he, he wanted to do it. He said, you know, I'd love to you know, keep in touch more often. And, and uh, we're thrilled. I mean, and again, today yeah. it's Thursday, a little after 4. It could be any day of, of any week. It just it depends what his schedule is, what he's doing, because he's all over the country. So, And I'll, I told him, you, be fl- you can do it anytime you want. Between three and six, any day we're in. You just call, you just do it, and we'll be there. So, uh, three twenty-three. Come repeat and the flounder. The border, the border, the border. Well, here we go. By the way, I mean I, this is really. Uh 
This is making me more and more angry the more I think about it. In fact, the, the Babylon Bee had a headline. Uh, uh, let's see. The Supreme Court rules that the National Guard cannot gar- uh, guard the, nas- the uh, nation. It was, I mean, that's exactly what they've said. <laughs> the National Guard cannot guard the national boundary. Uh, and the Republican lawmakers now today, uh, this morning, uh, Mike Collins from Georgia, Republican from Georgia, has introduced a bill today that would ban federal authorities from removing the razor wire or other barriers from the border. As you know, the Supreme Court ruled that the federal authorities could do that. Actually, the, the, as I understand it, the rule—I'm hardly a lawyer, although I have been screwed by some—but as I understand it, the ruling just said that the uh, Texas National Guard cannot interfere with the Border Patrol should they want to remove some piece of wire. But that doesn't mean that the Texas people can't steep, uh, keep putting up the wire, which they're doing. <laughs> so, I mean, so again, it doesn't say you can't touch razor wire the rest of your life. I mean, it's, uh, no, no, this just if they come to take it down, you can't stop them. So they don't, you know, if they don't come to take it down, it's still there anyway. Uh, but we know whose side they're on. Anyway, they say, uh, he said, President Biden's aiding and abetting illegal aliens, swarming our border, raiding our country's resources, said Mr. Collins from Georgia. Uh, why else would he want to try to stop the state of Texas from turning back to uh, from the, getting them back to Mexico? With the Supreme Court siding with the American last pol- America last policies of the Biden people, uh, we'll give credit to Mike Collins, Republican of Georgia. Uh, the America last policies of the Biden administration. Congress has to stand with Governor Greg Abbott as he fights for the sovereignty of his state and our nation. All right, first Governor Abbott talking about why this obviously is important. Six, I'm not handling Texas is doing is just very simple. And, and, and that is because the Biden administration has really, truly abdicated its responsibility to secure the border and enforce the laws. Texas, very simply, is securing the border. And so we put up the razor wire that you were talking about, Bill, and we put up all these barricades that actually have denied illegal entry. Uh, and as you pointed out also in that screen, that there are criminals coming across our border. Texas has a right as a state to stop criminals from coming into our state to make arrests of those criminals. Uh, And we have National Guard as well as Texas Department of Public Safety officers who are there to make those arrests and to deny illegal entry. And Joe Biden actually does have an option here. Joe Biden's option is to enforce the laws of the United States and stop this illegal entry. Again, there's, there's there's not even a, a debate about it. But remember, nobody in the media covered even covered this story except uh, Bill Mnuchin from Fox News, who was down at the border every day. Nobody covered this story for a year. And all those people came in, and, and by the hundreds of thousands, and it was not on NBC, NBC, uh, CBS, ABC every night, and MSNBC, and CNN. I mean, you know, nobody got this whole thing, and now, now they're rushing to try to have to, you know, pretend that they, uh, well, there's no, now that, now the, even the administration's saying, well, we have a serious issue, but they're blaming Republicans. I mean, just freaking unbelievable. Now, for the record, uh, that's one governor you heard comment, Governor Abbott. Here's another governor from Florida, Ron DeSantis. Biden is going after Texas, saying that they must remove fortifications from their border. They put wire, they put things to keep people out. Uh, Biden's saying you got to take that down 
to let people come in illegally, which is just crazy. And I remarked that if the Constitution was originally understood to mean that a state could not protect itself against an invasion, that the federal government could force a state to allow an invasion, the Constitution would have never been ratified in the first place. Texas would have never joined the Union when it did. Uh, and if you look at Federalist 46, which uh, uh, Daniel Horowitz pointed out, uh, James Madison talks about uh, situations where federal encroachment can be mitigated uh, by, by state action. So you have Texas here uh, that's holding its ground. They have every right to fortify the border vis-a-vis -vis an invasion, and that's Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. Uh, so, so they're in the right. I assume this has got to, a, a, a different way of um, of writing and uh, grammatically taking care of the issue legally, I assume we'll also have to go before the Supreme Court matching whether the federal government uh, not only can, whether they can, we're not talking about now whether they can uh, take down some barbed wire a state put up, but the, they never really did talk about the issue of the sovereignty of a state uh, for a foreign invasion. Again, this this is a this is a whole new kind of situation. It's not like we're inviting them in from the Cuba boat lift or something, you know. I mean, this this is a whole new deal, and I, I can't imagine there's not going to be another Supreme Court issue on a different angle of it. Uh, to get what they're not. Now, for the record, here's a, a quick list of the uh, start, uh, states that are joining support of Texas. Uh, Georgia's in there. Our governor released a statement saying, yep, you, we're on you, boy. We're, we're all in favor of that. I got to go now, but that's, I mean, you know, I still, I, I, why is anybody screaming? Marjorie Taylor Greene screaming about stuff, but we'll get to her in a second. Um, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Idaho, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming are supporting Texas saying to screw you feds. And by the way, there's going to uh, we got a little phone call. Is that, OK, be right. Hold on one second. I, I don't have the screen up here right now. And so uh, Roberto's on the line. He wants to chime in on the uh, border talk. OK, and we'll do that in one second. A, a reminder that and I didn't know this till just now. There's going to be a take our border back day, a multi-day actually trucker convoy. January 29th through February 3rd, uh, they're going to have routes or routes that end in Eagle Pass, Texas, Yuma, Arizona, and San Ysidro, California. Multitask, multi-day, take our border back. Trucker convoy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Are they going to shut down all the interstates for half the country? I'll bet you. Uh, Remember, that's the convoy. Uh, that's right. <laughs> breaker, breaker. <laughs> Man, is that going to be cool or what? I'm looking forward to that. All right, to the phones. Who, I'm sorry, who do we have here, Flounder? Uh, Roberto. Roberto, you're on the radio, my friend. What's going on? What do you think? Hey, guys. Uh, I just saw something this morning that said that uh, for all of the processing of all of these people across the border, that they are using up uh, VA resources to handle that. So while you've got you know, veterans that are on massive wait lists to get help for whatever, they're using those resources to process these people across the border. Well, you know, that's uh, that just freaking figures, you know, and you're talking to a guy who has been dealing with the VA for a year. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, it figures, you know, it, it just figures. It just, I, Roberto, I just, I, 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 I'm speechless. I'm so ticked off about the uh, whole. I, I got you. I got you. I'm a, I'm a vet myself, so I, I feel your pain. <laughs> Man, hey, I really appreciate it, though. Thanks for the information. And again, I'll, I, I mean, I, I should be surprised, and I'm not. Thanks, man. I really, I really, really uh, am grateful. And thank you for your service, too. 
she said, I mean, you know, oh, these bastards. All right, uh, hold on. Uh, uh, you, want, you want something uh, to, to abuse you for a second? I do. This was a headline, a real headline in ZeroHedge.com. You ready? Yeah. Reed Hoffman pulls out of Nikki Haley after New Hampshire pound. <laughs> I think he meant her campaign support, maybe. <laughs> Although, you know, she looked a lot hop shot in the back of the SUV. Maybe maybe he was actually accurate. 331, give her Pete and Flounder. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bob Dylan. Well, not the king. Elvis Ogg's the king. The jester. The jester, yes. Uh, 2004, Bob Dylan paid by ladies' underwear company Victoria's Secret to fly to Venice, northern Italy, to film a TV commercial in an ancient palazzo with a scantily dressed model. A lot of fans were very upset, while others were sympathizing with our little friend there. Oh, now, what my ha Oh, crap, I just had my stupid iPad. Oh, hold on, I got it. There it is. I got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. How does it feel? Rolling Stone. Bob That's Dylan. good work if I'm you sorry. get it. You know, flying to Italy. Yeah, to be with a scantily clad uh, Palazzo chick. <laughs> Uh, mercy. <laughs> Not too shabby. Uh, anyway, that's all Bob Dylan. Uh, 339, our birthday list today. By the way, I, I, I checked at least two sources for uh, history on this day and birthdays. And on the birthday list, it had like 50 of them, and I only recognized one person. And that was Alicia Keys, 43 years old today. And uh, Flounder's guy had her also saying, gorgeous and incredibly talented make-up free singer-songwriter. No one, if I ain't got you, Empire State of Mind, Alicia Keys, 43. Where's my froggy? Froggy! Oh, here it is, sorry. Uh, Alicia I Keys with the thing there. Um, and um, like other birthdays, for example, Ariana DeBoss, Anita in the West Side Story remake. You ever heard of her? Never heard of her. I mean, there's a million like nope. that. I didn't want to do it. All right, well, uh, let's see, let's see. History, history. Speaking of radio, 1960, speaking of uh, Tell Laura I Love Her. God, I wish I remember the, the name of that other song where she ran back and uh, found her, my hand clutched in her fingers tight. Uh, oh, God, I almost had it. Let's, oh, I almost had on. it. Anyway, um, uh, 1960, the Paola scandal. It got a little too obvious for the National Association of Broadcasters. Uh, they decided to crack down now on disc jockeys taking bribes under the table from song producers and record companies to play their records over and over and over so it would boost their sales. And the radio stations, you know, they didn't care as long as some people were listening to the music. Mostly it was, you know, they were getting... Now, a lot of it was just to play the guy's record, and it was really bad music, and they just got money for it. But anyway, it got so obvious. And again, the 60s, same thing with TV. The, the uh, Remember, uh, the not the prices, right? The... Uh, uh, pat, not password. What the hell was it? Um, 64,000 questions. Yeah, and, again, and shows like that. Uh, and it got uh, scandals all over the place. And uh, this was 1960. Payola and the uh, National Association of Broadcasters cracked out. I won their scholarship, you know, when, uh, uh, when I go to graduate school. 
In fact, the Payola I, Scholarship? Uh, the Payola Scholarship. No, silly. The uh, National Association of Broadcasters Scholarship. <laughs> Actually, I won it two years in a row, but they, w- they wouldn't give it to me because it wouldn't be fair to have me win it two years in a row. <laughs> so, which I said, that's okay. I appreciate it. I was on a GI Bill. Who, who'd you have to sleep with to get that to you? <laughs> well, as, I mean, I was a veteran, and I was uh, good at what I did, and I had an A average. And I, you know, I did four years of college in two years, and, it's, you know, they were impressed, and that was long. That was back when I was actually, you know, successful, dedicated. <laughs> Winner, Kimmer. I don't, yeah, the old Kimmer. <laughs> I don't hold it against me, all right? Uh, three, five. <laughs> I used to actually be <laughs> dedicated. I was somebody. <laughs> disciplined. <laughs> you ain't nobody. That young Young man's going somewhere. <laughs> they can see me now. <laughs> That's the Kimmer. <laughs> Most likely to blow it. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, 341. Okay, just in, uh, President Trump, uh, former president, took the stand, a stand this morning in his own defense in the civil defamation trial. Uh, Jean Carroll's defamation. She, the judge already ruled that Trump, the, the jury ruled that uh, in, the, in the rape case where she said he, you know, he confronted her in a dressing room at some department, I forgot what department store, uh, and raped her. And the jury said, no, we don't think he raped her, but we think he sexually molested her or touched her or something. So we find him $5 million. And the judge find him five million and now she and then trump said i don't even know this woman she's nuts she's crazy she's freaking insane and then the woman sued him for libel for making comments about her so she charged him for a charge that he did not get convicted of still won five million dollars and then he said he, he called her a bitch basically and a liar and he never even knew she never even met her before and so she sued him for another she wants another 10 million and that's what they're deciding today in the case now here's the thing uh, uh trump denied the allegation uh, that he has sexually attacked her and it resulted in her Slapping with a defamation lawsuit, claiming that her reputation was harmed when he was talking about her. So uh, today, <clears throat> Trump got on the stand, was asked three questions by the defense attorney. He was asked whether he saw his deposition played in court, to which he said yes. Did he see the deposition played in court? Second, he was asked if he stands by his statements in the deposition, to which he said 100% yes. Third question, he was asked if he ever threatened this girl, Carol, in his tweets and social media posts. Trump said, no, I was only defending myself from what I believe was a false allegation. Then the judge struck that statement from Trump that went beyond a yes or no answer. On the way out of the courtroom, Trump reportedly said, this is not America. The ancestry allegations were all made up, uh, including the accusation that she was motivated by wanting to sell copies of her book, uh, which he's been saying for a long time. She's 79 years old. She claims he raped her at Bergdorf Goodman Department Store. Uh, I mean, this is all absolutely nonsense. So he, he wasn't even convicted of the rape, and she's she still got $5 million, and I guarantee this judge is going to give her another ten. I, how, and how's he supposed to fight this? This means, you know, if, if I, if you, oh, my God, you could set yourself up to, to do this in New York State. If they hated you enough, you could win a case like this. This woman, I mean, my God, she couldn't prove her case and she's going to get $15 million. And Trump's got, he can't, and, and by the way. Yeah. That that legal thing by the judge is important. Remember, Trump cannot testify in his own defense. He can only respond to questions asked by the defense attorney. <laughs> it's just outrageous. 
Oh, God. Anyway, well, that's... And, and this is a woman who has been quoted on social media saying, how do you know it's an unwanted sexual advance until you advance it? Yeah, that, yeah she got caught in an earlier post talking with people about kind of almost making fun of the fact that, well, you know, it might not be, it may just be fooling around. I mean, it was it, making light of the whole deal. It was yeah, unbelievable. she was on Anderson Cooper talking about how some people can fantasize about rape, how some women... <laughs> and that was when uh, Anderson Cooper was like, all right, we're going to take a break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just... And by the way, that's a that's a thing, ladies. We know it. I mean, it's, it's a not, fetish for some yeah. people. Uh, well, no, well, uh, well. I think there are two of us in this room, <coughs> or well, I'm sorry, no, two of us. Uh, well, I'm sorry, because some of us are one and the other. <laughs> what I meant was, <laughs> of the three of us talking, there were two of us out of the three who could testify that there are women, some women who, in a lot, in fact, like to have a little pretend thing about uh, sort of being taken. Okay, I mean, mm -hmm. again, I'm not. I, I'm going to keep this above board, and I'm not trying to be kinky or anything else, but uh, I, I guarantee you that women who would never admit it are driving along saying, well, you know, so, so get off my back. I mean, that's true. Anyway, she uh, she never, uh, she didn't, I mean, it's just amazing. Okay, I have a question yeah. here. Yeah. What if, what if, I don't know, maybe you visited New York State at some point, or maybe you've never been there. Can they, a woman like that, come out with a lawsuit in New York and drag you there from another state to have to answer to it? Yeah. Uh, I, if you don't show up, I guess you're, uh, you'll be held in contempt. And, what if you and never be go to New York State? What if you never go to New York State? Do they come get you? Well, I don't know. I know I think they would convict you in absentia. I think it's what they do if you don't show up. They never go there. In a civil case, if you don't show up, you're convicted. Uh, and probably subpoenaed for uh, non, uh, I don't know. I mean, but I, I think they just uh, rule in the other guy's favor. I mean, in, in small claims court, that's what happens all the time. If, they, if you know, you charge somebody in small claims court, they figure it's not worth well, going, they're going to lose. But so. if we get a state that becomes so corrupt, yeah, like I know, New yeah. York and California has yeah. become, that it's all yeah. political, yeah. at some point, your state's got to protect you. Well, uh, that's, why, uh, that's why a certain senator in Texas is growing mutton chops, because the Civil War's coming. Uh, 346 with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making that up. I found it. I found it. I got the whole, I just I just Google I found it and th tell Susan thank you uh, uh, it wasn't last kiss but thank you sweetie I appreciate it camera babe Susan helping us out there uh, this for uh, Bobby Brown Bobby Brown first of all get on the board here Bobby Brown on this day in 1989 was arrested for an overtly sexual suggestive performance after a show in Columbus he was fined six hundred fifty two dollars under the anti-lewdness ordinance in Columbus, I assume Columbus, Ohio, maybe Columbus, Georgia. It doesn't say here, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, quick birthday list. Again, it's kind of uh, slim pickings here. I don't know a lot of these people. Mia Kirshner, 49. Spock's mom. Mihoff. Jack uh, me, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you started off with me, huh? <laughs> uh, Jack J Junior. Uh, <laughs> oh, remember, remember, we used to do a bunch of those things in the phone books, and names would get in there and buy fun. And God, we haven't done stuff like that in a long, long time. Uh, anyway, Mia Kirshner, Spock's mom on Star Trek Discovery, The Assassin, Mandy on Twenty Four, and Jenny in the L Word. Uh, she is forty nine today.
And uh, history note, uh, perhaps the most famous mobster of all time, always worried and feared that he would die a mobster's death by machine gun or a garrote around the neck. But Al Capone died on this day in 1947 from pneumonia, heat failure, and syphilis-related insanity neurodisease. He was being eaten, his brain was being eaten alive by syphilis. Syphilis will make you nuts. It will drive you insane. Uh, untreated. Anyway, I, I, by the way, I just, uh, damn, now I lost my phone dial. Ah, here it is. I mentioned Harrison. We played the uh, thing, Ray Peterson, with um, uh, Tell Laura I Love Her. He was in the stock car race, raised money for to get her a ring. The other song, another one of these things, was Teen Angel by Mark Dinning. Uh, Teen Angel, Teen Angel, Teen Angel, that fateful night the car was stalled upon the railroad track. I pulled you out and we were safe, but you went running back. Uh, Teen Angel couldn't hear me. And the thing is, it's the... Uh, let's see, uh, they t- what was it you were looking for that took your life that night? They said they found my high school ring clutched in your fingers tight. Teen Angel, can you hear me? They wow. buried my angel, yes. Laura, today. As Teen Angel by Mar. And so, again, that, uh, once again, these are, I'm telling you, there were a bunch of these songs like that. And guys like me, I was 13 or 14 or whatever. And I was, and I was, I was thinking, oh, God, how romantic. You know, no. I have a girlfriend you running to get your high school ring. <laughs> you deserve to well, die if you went it, back for a high school ring. It was a different time. That's Darwinism. It was a right different time. Well, it, this was back when, okay, well, let's, was that a phone call? I'll, can, I, can you hold on for 30 sure. seconds? Okay. This was a different time when in schools, every elementary and junior high school had class differentiation whereby at a certain time of day, the boys went to study shop and work in a wood shop and the girls took home ec and the girls learned how to type so they could be secretaries and they learned how to cook and they learned how to sew and they learned how to take care of a house and they learned that when your husband comes home, have a drink ready for him and don't ask him how his day went until he's ready to talk about it. I'm not making this up. I could read the stuff there's in there. 1954. I mean, it's all written down. This is what I mean. And and the thing of you know the the girl is you know loves her man and he'll do anything for her. So I mean, I'm telling you this this whole teen death rock and roll thing was a real serious thing. And back then in that time and day, uh, I, I'm telling you, I remember getting so emotional about that. You would love to have a girlfriend, or you know, I would go into a crash to get her. Ra- you know, I mean, it was nuts. Anyway, and they were worried about it. The, the, the country was worried about children, teenagers, being kind of lured into this horrible, grotesque. Yeah, they were also thing. worried that they were reading comic books. <laughs> That's so, true, too. Yeah. <laughs> Grace Metallius and Peyton Place. Oh, my God. They kissed, and he touched her breast. Oh, no. Ah, ah. I mean, really? <laughs> he touched her under her shirt. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> All right, 355. Uh, we got a phone call here. Uh, Scotty the Window Guy. Hello, Scotty. You're on the radio. What's going on? Hey, Tango. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Man, I have to let you know that my wife, Kristen, she does have a meal ready for me every night when I get home, and she is the best. Well, let me, there you um, are. And this day and time, 1971, didn't the Manson and their crew get convicted of murder? Well, now, Scotty, I'm the one in charge of doing the history things, and now you've just taken away one of the history things I was going to do later on, Mr. Helper. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't really need, you know, I've got my own list. I really oh, appreciate Jesus. it. I've definitely got, you know. <laughs> it would make it a lot easier for me if someone else did all this, I guess. But, you know, it's, it's since I've already got it. 
I guess I failed. No, Davis, how is the uh, how's the uh, Whataburger over there in Woodstock? Because I have never been. The first time I was going to go there, it was an eight-hour wait. There were people on 575 in line. They had traffic blocked off the day it opened to get in there and get a burger. Well, that first how day, is yeah. that burger? Yeah. yeah. That is good. I went at seven o'clock, walked right in, no problem. Seven o'clock at night on a, I think a Wednesday or something. Well, okay, and it was all a right. Good burger. All yeah, right, good and Trimmer, uh, what, what do you think about old Miss Nikki and what she's doing with uh, all the Democrats? It seems now. Who, Let who, me hear what your opinion is on that, uh, Nikki. Oh, Nikki Haley? Well, it's over. I mean, she's going to hang in there for a while. And then the other, I mean, her big boosters, including the latest billionaire, said, you know, go by the Kenny Rogers song. You know, they know when to fold them. And it's time to fold them. It it just doesn't make any sense why she didn't say that. Well, let's give a shout-out to you two, Mafia, Kimmer. Thank you for your service. All right, Semper Fi. All right, Scotty. Uh, 357, Scotty and the gang, a little YouTube Mafia there is a thing called a bongo thing. And I mentioned jokingly, uh, uh, (laughs) Babylon B. I love these people. Tensions have escalated dramatically between the federal government and the Lone Star State, as illegal immigration, da, 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 following Supreme Court's da, da, da. Uh, that place, uh, Texas Senator Ted Cruz grew out mutton chops in preparation for civil war. I do declare that the federal government has overstepped its authority, said the Texas lawmaker, to a crowd of armed Texans as his extravagant sideburns jiggled dramatically with each drawing syllable. Our dear state is under bombardment by both invaders from the south and those good-for-nothing carpet-bagging bureaucrats from up north. The crowd reportedly cheered in response, firing their AR-15s and pitchforks into the air with hoots and hollers. The state's southern bells then began lining up to donate their fine jewelry to the cause of smelting enough razor wire to surround the entire state in addition to the city of Austin. Cruz's wife, Miss Heidi Annabelle Cruz, was even seen tearfully removing the pearl earrings she had purchased while in Cancun and placing them, remember that trip, and placing them into the donation basket for smelting. Senator Cruz had been seen riding a horse through town yelling, The feds are coming! The feds are coming! To arms! To arms! (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, the freaking Babylon Bee, honestly, I love these people. Uh, for example, uh, I don't know whether you saw the other day that Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage was all ticked off about the Academy Awards nominations and not being diverse enough and so forth. Well, hours after Hillary condemns Barbie, uh, the Oscar statue was found dead in an apparent suicide. <laughs> oh. And Amy Comey Barrett says the ruling for open borders has nothing to do with the landscaping work she needs done this summer. So there, anyway. <laughs> oh, and one more. The car- Cartel open borders now. Cartels are switching from smuggling meth to the more lucrative Stanley tumblers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, it's coming up at four o'clock after a little news check. Neil Bortz joins us from God knows where with the Kimmer Pete and Flounder standing by. Look out, here we go. <laughs> The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. 
These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. <laughs> How's it going? Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete and Flounder. 403. No, I haven't heard this song. Straight down the Mississippi River to the Gulf of Mexico. In fact, who else did this song? Did somebody do it? No, this is just, this is by the band. This is, yeah, but I... Cripple Creek, baby. The band. I don't have to speak. Yeah, it's 1986. The U.S. manager Albert Grossman died of a heart attack while he was flying on the Concorde from New York to London. Albert Grossman managed Bob Dylan, Peter, Paul, and Mary, the band playing here, Janis Joplin, and Todd Rundgren. Grossman built the Bearsville Recording Studio near Woodstock in 1969, and the next year founded Beards, Beers, I guess it's Bearsville Records. Yeah, the band. Our birthday list includes Dinah Manoff, 68. She played Elaine on Soap and Carol on Empty Nest. I don't know who that is, and I don't think I saw any of those shows. I, I know of them, but I never watched them. Uh, and uh, 404, and our day, a little uh, thing in history today. On this day, 2006, Survivor winner Richard Hatch was found guilty of tax evasion for failing to pay taxes when he won the $1 million grand prize on Survivor. He was sentenced to 51 months in prison. How could you be so stupid as to just pretend, you know, just say, well, I'm, I, everybody in the world know you won a million dollars. How could you think you just didn't have to pay any? I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, seriously, I mean, how could you think nobody's going to know? <laughs> he was on an island. Who, who would know? Who was watching that stupid? <laughs> anyway, uh, 405. Do we have our special guest on the horn here we today? We sure do. With Kimber Peter Flounder. It's Neil Bort. Hey, how's it going, my friend? Where are you, first of all? And welcome aboard. What's up? <laughs> Where's my damn theme music? <laughs> you know, we need some. I'm, I'm absolutely offended by our own radio station, Mr. Bort. We don't have your special theme. Here we go. Now we're talking. Very good. Very good. <laughs> we'll do better next time. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there is a next time. A bad start. Well, you know, uh, when when I when I got fired by a well, I didn't. My contract was up at a radio station that no longer exists in any form yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Don't <laughs> 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 
And how do I remember? In fact, I remember so, what you said when I was gone. Anyway, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. And tell you when you were fired. What, what, did, what did I say? What, you what said, did I say? When, I, when I, they fired me, I was the last one. Tom Hughes had called in that day and said he announced his. Oh, no, he was on, Tom Hughes was on the radio that morning and he announced his retirement, much to the chagrin of everybody. Nobody had any idea. The King, the morning show came. He just said, Well, I've decided I'm retiring and this is my last day. And everybody goes, Oh, my God. So I went in. Now, I think it was a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. And so I went, yeah. I was going early, and I went in, and they called me into the office and said, well, you're gone, too. <laughs> so, he, then, you know, you're out. Uh, and then you, your la- your comment was, uh, uh, well, they fired Peterson, so would the last one there please turn out the lights? Because <laughs> I was, oh, the, yeah. last, was by, the last by one By the way, to Tom Hughes, <laughs> Tom Hughes, did he ever amount to anything? <laughs> I love that guy. I'll tell you, he's one of the and I his sweet too. wife too. The former judge, uh, and what a couple! I mean, they you know they got like nine houses all over the world. They fly all over the place. They're a happy couple. I mean, I'm just I'm so happy for them. They I couldn't I, honestly. He's he's one of the uh, literally one of the nicest people in any kind of entertainment or broadcasting uh, uh, industry I've ever met. Really, really. And, and then. Then some of the people that worked with us are no longer around, like Sasquatch, for instance. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wade. Yeah, Wade Medlock. Yeah, Wade yeah. Medlock. I'm in the kudzu. I'm in the yeah. kudzu. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he actually appreciated the Sasquatch line. But anyway, yes. uh, af- after I left there, uh, I signed a new contract uh with uh that other station yeah. and i had six month non-compete clause yeah. six months yeah yeah uh, and i was being paid by both radio stations at my full salary for that so we got on the road <laughs> and uh and and i i can remember plainly i was driving through boulder colorado playing a cd of uh alan parsons project and the song lucifer came up and i said to donna lucifer that's going to be my new theme song but it, it just it it never it didn't really it never yeah. worked out. No. <laughs> well, you're full of surprises, Neil, including yeah. the other day, and I replayed it on our show in the afternoon. Your comments with the morning team, the America's uh, all anal crew, uh, the beautiful bastards in the morning, and you were talking about your middle name. I had never heard that, and what a story that was! Holy cow! Well, <laughs> you know what the the. the ID, what was it, the, the gold ID, good ID, whatever it is, yeah. ID Act, that required your full name to yeah. be on every piece of identification. So my middle name was the most prominent <laughs> uh, uh, on, on my driver's license in these these idiot TSA agents. I'd, I'd show them my wallet. Uh, my ID card, and they say, oh, it's Adolf. <laughs> and Neil Adolf Ports. <laughs> so, and, and like I asked the other morning, who in the hell? <laughs> 1945, who would name their kid Adolf? <laughs> especially now, Kimmer, I know a lot more about my dad's exploits. Uh, as you know, he flew uh, in uh, Marine Corps. In World, World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. Yeah. He's a man. He was a combat he was yeah. a combat pilot in all of them. Yeah. And when I was born, because I have the letter right here <laughs> that he wrote to his dad. When I was born, he was on Okinawa, and he was preparing for the invasion of the Japanese mainland. Wow. And he had no expectation of surviving. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was about six weeks old or something like But 
still, he managed to slip that damn Adolf name on my birth certificate. <laughs> and, 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 I'm just and hysterical when I heard that. Finally, I, I went to court here in Naples and got that changed. Yeah. And, and the judge argued with me. Yeah, they give you a hard time. Well, if they thought yeah. you're trying to avoid a lawsuit or an ex-wife or something, you know, how, what do they yeah. know? So I can give do you, you a have a bleeper? Uh, uh, I don't know. I think uh, uh, flounders are. Uh, you talking about bleeping him up because you're about to say something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think yeah. it's. I think it's working. Take a chance. <laughs> you can probably well, say judge, it once. <laughs> the judge just gave me a hard time about re- wanting to change my name to just the letter A. And I, I finally I said, well, what would you like me to change it to, asshole? <laughs> that might, that yeah. might have, yeah, you might have set off the old timer on that one. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. I, hey, I asked. Yeah, I asked, and I always give permission. I, I don't care. <laughs> I, you're like, you're like my favorite guy, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> oh, I love that guy too. Yeah, I say, I don't care. You know, I don't, we I, just I had, don't care. I'm not. I'll never do this again. I'm not going to be yeah. called. I don't care. Yeah. We just oh. had him on the other day. The other day, and uh, as one of our comedy bits. In fact, it's just <laughs> eyes water listening to that guy. Boy, did he eat up the Golden Globes? Yeah, I, I love. We just played that uh, got, about a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't wait for the Kelsey uh, breakup with uh, legs. I mean, uh, what's her name? <laughs> now, okay, there are now, there's Flounder and Pete and me and you all on this this link here right now. <clears throat> I guarantee you I am the only guy in here who is, has it in my heart that this is a real, honest, wonderful romance. I am so tickled pink. Oh, I, <laughs> I, am, I am enthralled with this deal. I can't get enough of the fact that this is a man. This, this guy, this football player is willing to do anything for his girl. What, what, and the what does he play again? The, <laughs> tight end. Yeah, I guess you got to have foot, one to be foot, one. Foot, did you say football? Uh, I, I might have said that. It's very possible. Yeah. <laughs> can't be responsible for everything. Listen, you know, uh, they're they're talking about a prenup, and he's saying, "Hell no, I won't sign a prenup." Well, you I know I, she's worth he the, over a billion, and he's yeah. worth he's worth whatever yeah. money he has until he sprains a knee. Yeah, I I don't think there's any issue on a prenup on that. But you know, the thing is, I mean, I, what what really makes me kind of emotional about this is that I feel. I mean, I don't like Taylor Swift's politics, but no, I you had I, a thing for her. Well, no, no, actually, no. Well, she's got a great face. I mean, when I I, uh, I remember, in fact, my daughter Jennifer ribbed me one time because the first time I ever heard of Taylor Swift, she was singing "Teardrops on My Guitar" and then the other country boy song where. She's in love with some country music star. I can't remember the name of it. And I love those two songs. And I, I was talking to my daughter Jennifer at the time, and I saw her picture on the cover of one of her albums, and it was her with her feet dipped in a pool or something, a little little summer dress. And I said, "Boy, have I got the hots for that chick?" And she said, "Dad, she's 15." So, you know, well, so yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. The first time I saw her, I thought her. You know, I thought the only animal on earth with eyes further apart than that was a blue whale. <laughs> well, I, I don't. Ha- I don't have a thing. For for her physically, she's not my type a- at all uh, in any way. No, but, I know your type. I've seen your type. But but the fact is that she, you know, she was a monster, uh, a business empire, and was afraid to be a, a girl. Was afraid to be romantic and out in public. Had to hide everything. And finally, now she's acting like a girl who wants to be in love and doesn't mind showing it. And to okay, me, well, I don't, I'm tickled I don't, about that. I think I that's can't wonderful. argue about that. By the way, the first song I ever saw her sing, and I thought it was a great song. She's probably twelve. I don't know yeah. the title of it was our song 
Oh, that's a great song. Our song, we, this is our song, the slamming of the kitchen door. The slamming slamming, screen, the, slamming yeah, screen, screen door, door yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love them, and I shake it off. I mean, there, there's a lot of great songs. A, a bunch no, of no, I heard my I heard my granddaughter sing "Shake It Off" too many times. I threatened her with her inheritance <laughs> if she ever, ever sings that song in front of me. Yeah, again. well, that was I played a lot. That's for sure. You started off so great with the Alan Parsons project, and now it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's liable to go anywhere in this place. I so. like the Alan's uh, the Alan. Parsons oh yeah, so did I. Yeah, there is. There is no current music that I have any affection for at all. And don't don't give me with hip hop and yeah. rap. It's all crap, all of it, every bit of it. I cannot believe that we didn't have a drop the peach celebration uh in, in yeah. Atlanta because they'd spent all the money on the hip hop fiftieth anniversary. And nobody won, yeah, right. And there, that there it goes. Nobody yeah. gave a flying fornication yeah. about. Well, what's the one in Piedmont Park or whatever? You know, and again, when it gets all hip hop and everything else, I mean, and then they say, well, we did, we we don't have any, uh, you know, Republicans there because they might have guns. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know. Listen, anybody that goes to Piedmont Park yeah. for a hip hop celebration <laughs> deserves exactly what happens to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by the way, along with your point, Neil. By the way, a founder, you got to. Tell us when we have to, if we have to take a little bit no, of time. We, you guys go as long as you want. Okie doke. Um, uh, I've just asked Flounder to put on my little... You have commercials? Uh, no, not... Well, <laughs> <laughs> we squeeze them in together. Uh, it's my... <laughs> uh, I know it sounds amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> the camera's yeah. back on the radio. Uh, I just asked Flounder to put four new songs on my magic music stick that he does, so listen to them in the car home, and they're all oldies. Uh, uh, the Everly Brothers, Devoted to You. I mean, yes. you know, Air Supply with uh, something... One of my favorite sing-along songs. I, I can't remember what the word, what the song is, but I love this. It's got great harmony and chorus and stuff. So, so but those are all. I mean, there, I don't. Ha, there's. I don't. I don't have any allegiance to anything in the music industry. No, no, no. These days. Well, now, now, wait a minute. There's one thing that I don't know when it came out, but it's obviously rather new. And it's Alison Krauss and Robert Plant. Oh, Remember, I, I Robert like her. Plant? I love Alison Krauss. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I like what I like what. Uh, uh, Whiskey Lullaby, uh, is that the one she did? Yeah, yeah. Vince Gill said about Alison Krauss, when I die and go to heaven, if the angels don't sound like Alison Krauss, I'm in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. I like her. I like her yeah, a lot. Yeah, and uh, that reminds me of the joke about the uh, girl walking into a bar and sticking her hand way up in the air and says, is anybody here going to buy a girl a drink? You, yeah, you don't know that. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We've already the beeper ready where we have to bleep you out. <laughs> well, we've already said we've already said a hole. So. <laughs> it's like the guy, de who, de guy goes, <laughs> a guy goes into the bar with a gun and says, "All right, which one of you guys have been sleeping with my wife?" And the guy in the back says, "You don't have enough bullets." <laughs> <laughs> no, but so she says, "Is anybody here going to buy a?" Well, she was a hag. Oh, okay, guess, yeah. so she sticks her straight up in the air. She's pointing. Anybody, guy at the end of the bar. I'm going to cut this short. They're drunk. He says, "I'll buy the ballerina a drink." <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, 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 sh I should indicate that she was hygiene deficient, including shaving. I got, oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, okay. So uh, the bartender says, why did you call her a ballerina? And the guy says, any woman that can kick that high has to be a ballerina. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> was her underarm. <laughs> so here comes D squared with the yeah. pink slips right now. <laughs> D squared. <laughs> That's the boss. <laughs> He's walking in right so, now. <laughs> no, it's all going great. So you, you asked me where I am. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, home in Naples, oh, Florida. Good. Good. Uh, I I came down here accidentally, really. My wife was visiting Don Farmer and Chris Curl down here. Oh, I'll be darned. I just True story. Yeah. And we still see Chris Curl all the time, but yeah. she was visiting them and and I went home cuz I had to do a radio show and about midway through the week uh, Donna called me up. How you doing, honey? I'm doing great. I like it down here. Well, I'm glad you do. I'll be down there this weekend to pick you up and take you home. She says, oh, I mean, don't hurry. I just bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's true story. Yeah. That's how we ended up yeah. in Naples. Naples was never yeah. on my radar. Yeah. Never. Uh, but it is consistently rates as one of the one of the top places in the United States uh, to retire and I'm sitting right here looking down uh, at the uh, waves from the Gulf of uh, whatever that is. Yeah. Well, my, yeah, I, mean, I used to go every every uh, March, every spring on a break. I would my, I would go visit my parents who had a place in Bonita Springs right there oh, on the yeah. beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right really? down the road from you. Yeah. Bonita oh. Springs, yeah. God, that place for years got and years. Torn my, oh, up I know. by I, the hurricane. Oh, my mo- well, my mother was a sheller. God, is this of any interest to anybody? I'm so sorry. We're talking about sh- my mother was a sheller, and I'd get up with her at five thirty in the morning before dawn, and we'd go out on the beach and get all the great shells, and then she'd make lamps with them and give them to friends and make tr- uh, gifts. I mean, it was unbelievable, but it's what we did. And then the hurricane came, and it blew the whole inlet, and so it's, it basically cut down all the shelling because it changed everything. The whole the landscape well, was was changed. So now uh, Sanibel is your shelling headquarters, oh, and, yeah, and still yeah. is nearby. Beautiful. Yeah, but <laughs> I I cannot tell you how much we love this place, except in the summer when oh, it yeah. says feels like yeah. 115 degrees. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not the heat; it's the stupidity. <laughs> the humidity is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully we have the Bortz bus, so. Uh, in in the summer when the temperature gets like that, uh, this year will probably be in Lake Louise, Banff, Alberta, Canada. Wow! No kidding. Outstanding. Good we just you. get all over the place. And good that. for you. Really do. I'm happy. I'm really I'm happy for you. I think I I'm I'm just I'm I'm thrilled for you. I think that's wonderful. So, Kimmer, are you yeah. pounding the Trump bandwagon? Uh, no, I, well, okay, as a, as a guy, Donald Trump is not my kind of guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be his neighbor. I wouldn't want to play golf with him. Well, I played golf with him once, but, but he's not my kind of guy. I don't, I, I, I personally, it's just, he's, you know, I just don't like him, but he's my God, what he did for the country. And he's one of the few guys who doesn't, isn't using it to try to get more power or money. In my opinion about, I think everything he did was for the best for the nation and to try to prove what a great guy he was for America. I mean, it's all in his ego, but I don't care. If his ego says I want to do the, I want to be the best president we've ever had. That's okay with me, <laughs> you know, as long as he's got the country on the forefront. But and again, who's going to beat him? Uh, Nobody. He's the guy. So you know, we got to. And again, in freaking you know, Georgia. When I, when I was, you know, Georgia. When I did, was, yeah, yeah, you go ahead. You go. You go. Uh, well, when I was practicing law, I had the misfortune to have to deal in contract negotiations with Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And I know. he is a prepice. Yeah. <laughs> And for anybody that wants to look it up, that's P-R-E-P-U-C-E. And he put the... 
pus yeah. in prepus. Yeah. He really. So, but anyway, uh, I I keep telling people I don't like him, yeah. but I like what he did. Yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't argue with that. I mean, my God, uh, and we've. I, I, I mean, and they, everything that has been done to reverse it has given us a state where now it's four dollars for a gallon of gasoline, and the pipelines are shut down, and the uh, the country's got a wide open border, and the uh, nobody appreciates it, or respects us. Uh, we're dangerous all over the place. I mean, this is unbelievable. Uh, what's happened to our country? Everything's woke now. A gen. I mean, my God, gender stuff and girls. Going to the boys' bathroom and vice versa. A, and, I mean, the whole country's going nuts because of the last what four a years. Joke, all of that is. Yeah. But uh, by the way, uh, I'm I'm assuming you can read. Yeah. Have you ever read the book? <laughs> Sorry. No, have no, you ever okay. Have you ever read the book? Uh, Camp of the Saints. No. Write it down. Okay. Camp. Of the Camp Saints. Of, and you can read the whole thing online for nothing. Okay. Well, I know I, I want to hold it. I like to hold books in my hand. I don't do online stuff. Books. Uh, books. Okay. Uh, anyway, it was written by Jean Raspail, a Frenchman. And that book will make your eyes bug out like a stomped on bullfrog. Because it's happening in Europe. It's happening in America. Yeah. Just exactly what that guy was talking about when he wrote Camp of the Saints. And people, I mean, liberals, lefties, progressives, idiots, hate that book because mm. it is so true to what is going on in our country. Yeah. So the next time we talk, I will expect that okay. you have at least started the book. All right. Well, it's just like, for example, what they're doing to European farmers and doing in Germany and all. And Canada, by the way, didn't Trudeau, uh, Fidel Castro's son up here, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau, didn't he just get ripped off, uh, uh, got uh, blamed for his illegal uh, shutdown of the truckers and all that anti-freedom uh, stuff going on last year? Well, he's, he certainly caught, uh, caught a lot of hell for that, yeah. and, and deservedly so. And, uh, you know, my last experience, and I don't know why I'm doing this again. Donna and I drive around in a Prevo. You've seen those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, kind of a big motor coach. Yeah. Prevos are made in a town outside of Quebec City. Huh. Okay. In Canada. That's where the shell is made. And then the shell goes to several uh, converters in America. Uh, ours is located in Sanford, Florida, and they turn it into a, a rather nice motorhome. Yeah. But uh, we went to Quebec City a couple of years ago for a rally. We were there for five days. And then I crossed the border back into the United States. And and by the way, I got away with having a firearm on me this time, Ooh, that time. But I, really? Yeah. I'm not going to. Be well, careful the, the guy that, at the boy. border. <laughs> I know. The, the, the guy at the border said, do you have any weapons with you? I said, does my wife count? <laughs> oh, hey, you're funny. Go through. <laughs> and it, yeah, he laughed. <laughs> I'm not going to try that again, though. Uh, uh, but at any rate, uh, I, there's the telecom company up there in Canada. Uh, I must have messed up with Verizon somehow and not clicked the right button about roaming. I got a bill oh, yeah. from five days for ten thousand dollars. Oh my God! Are you serious? Ten thousand? Ten thousand 
dollars. Oh, now, man. Now, uh, let's take a vote. How many of you think I actually paid Oh, that? I'm sure you didn't pay probably much of that. <laughs> How about none? Yeah, yeah, wow. So there's probably warrants for me up there, so we'll see what happens. Oh, my. Uh, we're going to hit we're gonna hit that area of Canada about uh, September, I believe. Well, that'll be fun. Oh, it's a good, good time yeah. of year for Canada trip. <laughs> and, and we'll be two months away from America taking a dive bomb to hell. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I mean, because, uh, boy, this election. Now, and, and by the way, I still think he's going to, I think they're going to throw him down the stairs. Biden, I think they're going to throw him down the stairs. He's going to fall in the shower. Something's going to happen. And then I think they're going to have to have a wide open convention because they can't put Carmella, uh, the side piece, America's official shiftless, lazy vice president. They can't run her as the head of the ticket. So they're going to say, well, because of this, let's just have an open convention and let's bring all our Democrats in here and let's decide who's best for the country. Uh, then it, that's would, be, what I'm it would be Gavin Newsom or Big Mike. You know, Gavin Newsom. Wouldn't it be great to have a first yeah. lady who was one of the sodomy queens for Harvey Rapestein. You know, she was one of his couch victims. You know, have her as a first lady. That's, that's, <laughs> not, that's not nice to talk about Donald Trump Jr.'s wife like that. Kimberly no, not that one. Oh. <laughs> no, that Gavin Newsom's wife, sir. I'm a lawyer. Poor Gavin. Yeah, I mean, what a uh, jerk. He just, he just went to pieces when yeah. he lost Kimberly Guilfoyle. <laughs> Heartbreaker, but he had a lot less chance of being smothered to death yeah. in his sleep. She always looked like like high maintenance to me, boy. I gotta tell you, she looked like nothing but trouble. <laughs> I'm sure she's wonderful in every way. I know I shouldn't say anything about her, but, but. That, that leads that leads me to another book, and I know your morning the morning guys are well aware of this. It's uh, my favorite book of 2023. Okay, yeah, uh, New York Times bestseller for about uh, I guess ten weeks. But yeah. uh, it is. And I'll start the title of the book, and Kimmer, you can finish it. Okay. The the subtle art of not giving a <laughs> blank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've already got our our, our our editing machine going crazy here so far in the old afternoon. Yeah. And that, I, yeah. Who write, Who wrote that? I don't know who wrote that. I've, I've, I I don't. Some I I forget yeah, too. I've but, heard the title, uh, but I don't know much about and, it. But Donna and I have both. Do you know we just had our fiftieth anniversary? I did see that. I did saw that on. I did see that on Facebook, and I thought, man, I just I envy you. I think that's fantastic. I've just I'm wonderful. so proud of that. I can't hardly stand it. You now, ought to be. You uh, ought to be. A- actually, we had been together for 52 years, but uh, it was a 50th wedding anniversary. Yeah. And yeah. so I tell people, because I mean, I was smitten immediately and I was. So I tell people we were married for 52 years and Donna says, no, it was 50. And then people <laughs> and say. And there goes the argument. <laughs> yeah, well, then, then people say, well, what is the difference? And I say, she counts from I do and I count from I did. I did, yeah. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> For some of you younger oh, boys and girls, we'll have to explain that later. That's not You'll the... <laughs> never let me on in the afternoon again. There's no, too many we'll same on people every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I'm, I'm so proud of that anniversary, I can't stop. You should be. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm just thrilled for you. Honest to Pete. I, I, I wish that for most of us, really. Honest to goodness. Now, I'm, now I'm, I'm actually planning on the 75th. You, well, good for you. You should be. I mean, that's yeah. hell, my, my folks were married for 65 years. 
It can Good happen. Yeah. Neil, great Good to talk day. to you, my friend. Be careful out there. God bless America. Our best to your lovely bride. And uh, we'll see anytime next week, whenever you're available. I don't care what day it is, what time it is. If you, when you want to join us, tell them when you're coming, and we'll have you on uh, every time, whatever. Well, if you don't mind me being on, a, on an iPhone every once you in a while, you can be on anything. Open, you yeah. can do Tom Toms and, you know, and the, yeah. and the kazoo, <laughs> kazoos with the toilet paper rolls if we need to and orange juice cans, whatever. Okay, let's have a drink to Bugsy. <laughs> All right, Semper Fi, Neil Borch, thanks, my friend. And we'll see you again right. next week. Be careful. Have fun out there. Neil Borch, what a great thrill to talk to him again. 4.30, Kimber Pete and Flounder. Look out. Here we go. Thirty-five, Kimber Pete and Flounder, and the Joy Division. Nineteen seventy-eight. After changing their name from Warsaw, inspired by a song by David Bowie's Low album, Joy Division made their live debut when they played at Pips Disco in Manchester, England, 1978. I've never heard of this group. Is this a big uh, English band back in the day? Uh, they were on the verge of being very big, and then uh, the night before their first U.S. tour, the lead singer killed himself. Yeah, oh! And they eventually became the band New Order. Wow. That's uh, kind of a bummer there. Uh, our, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, the Jeez. night before, the, you, wow. the other bandmates could have been like, really? Yeah, gee, we were trying to do a thing here. You know? <laughs> we had a business. Yeah, we had a thing going here. We had an objective. I have just bought a car. <laughs> <laughs> we're stuck in Topeka. Jeez, God. <laughs> Sorry. There's no joking about that kind of thing, uh, other than uh, no. on our radio station. Um, <laughs> no, we, 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 we are stupid, that's silly. Uh, 436, yeah. let's call it. Um, bum Our birthday list includes this China Kantner person, 53. Her reefer-smoking parents, says here, her reefer-smoking parents, Grace Slick and Paul Kantner of Jefferson Airplane slash Starship, originally wanted to name their daughter God with a little G, G-O-D. And I think the courts wouldn't let her. I think that's illegal. I think a judge has a right to say uh, to ban that. And on this I, I day, I think that's the daughter. But the da- when I met her and talked to her several years ago, she was touring, selling her paintings. And I asked her why, and she said, because my daughter refuses to work, and I have to support her. <laughs> well, again, you know, I met these Jefferson Starship people in San Francisco once when they were having all their fancy foreign cars towed away for bankruptcy, <laughs> non-payment of bills or something. They're talking to Kantner and Grace Slick. Oh, my God. Uh, 437. And this is an honor of Neil Bortz uh, and the uh, She Who Must Be Obeyed on this day in 1858. In fact, I should have asked Flounder to get this. We could actually play it. Mendelssohn's Wedding March was presented for the first time at the wedding of the daughter of Queen Victoria and the Crown Prince of Prussia. What's it called? The Wedding March uh, from Mendelssohn. Uh, I think that's here comes a bride all dressed in white. Everybody's had her, but she's not going to be tonight or something. I don't know whatever the song is. Uh, And Neil Bortz and his wife, lovely bride, uh, she who must be obeyed, married 50 years just the other day. So that was kind of nice. Are you you going through a YouTube uh, commercial here? Uh, Well, if you get if you get it, we'll play it. I think that's what you hear. I think that's here comes a bride. 
But there's another one, uh, too. I don't remember. I've never been married, as you know. Uh, by the way, this portion of the Kimber program is sponsored by our good buddies at Atlanta Safe House. Oh, here we go. Uh, Atlanta Safe House, where you can get your wedding pictures in your own safe. AtlantaSafeHouse.com. Oh, it just makes me want to get married again. I oh, I just can't wait to find me a little little gal. Puerto Rican. <laughs> Any little Puerto Rican gal about thirty. Yeah. Plunk. Well, they know how to dress, <laughs> how to wear shoes, <laughs> high heels, 430. She'd be wearing high heels on the back of my Harley. I know that, 439. Uh, by the way, a, a quick word. I hope you had fun listening to Neil Bortz. Again, I was kinda, I'll do better next time. I, we were just, I was kind of being stupid and silly. No, it was great. Well, it I, was great. Anyway. Yeah, it was perfect. Just you guys shooting the... Hey, hey, uh, yeah, hey guess what? That book what? he's talking about, the Camp of the, camp of the Saints, yeah. he wants us to read. Yeah. It was written in the 70s about mass migration from the third world overtaking uh, Western oh, civilization. Yeah. Which, and written in the 70s, so it knows that, which is fascinating. They made a movie of it in 1990. But get this the Southern Poverty Law Center described it <laughs> as a racist fantasy. Yeah, there you go. He <laughs> said the liberals hate that whole idea of that about oh, the yeah. migrants oh. taking over your country. And this stat came out today. Lawrence Fox posted this earlier. Fifty years ago, London was 99% white. Today, a half century later, it's 33%. I was there last May. That's true. It's 33% white. That is not migration. That's replacement. Yeah. Wow. Holy cow. You'd think of England still. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. Did you say, did you yeah. say England or London? England, the whole country? L London. You walk L around London. parts of London... And oh, you're the only all. white person yeah. walking around. Yeah. Well, isn't isn't the number one name of babies in London still Mohammed? Mohammed for years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 440 with the camera, Pete and Flounder. I hope I, a good a political a bunch of stuff coming up here shortly, including Marjorie Taylor Greene in the news. She's filing a complaint against uh, the uh, Fanny Floozy of Fulton County uh, with her a secret boyfriend who's not a secret anymore. Also, I heard this on the morning show this morning. There's a guy who showed up at a at a board meeting of the Fulton County last night screaming about about all the stuff that's going on with you stupid Democrats. We'll get to that. We'll play that for you in a second. Uh, plus, um, uh, the latest on the Trump trial and uh, the border fight, stuff like that. A reminder, though, you can celebrate your six-time National League East champion Atlanta Braves this Saturday. It's called Braves Fest, and it's presented by Delta Airlines. They're taking over Truist Park in the Battery. Braves Fest will get you closer to your team than ever before. Uh, the day features a variety of uh, stuff like a player and coach appearances, autographs, player photos, interactive experiences, shopping, dining, memorabilia stuff. Now, yeah, this again, this is this Saturday at Truist Park and the Battery, this Saturday, but you have to have a ticket. Luckily, they're free. You just have to download one, but it's it's not it's, there's no charge, but you have to have a ticket. Download your complimentary ticket today. Mark your calendars for this Saturday. It's two days from 10 to 4. 10 to 4, Truist Park in the Battery, Braves Fest, presented by Delta Airlines. Free tickets at braves.com slash bravesfest. Braves.com slash bravesfest. Uh, the kids would love it, and there'll be uh, players there and coaches and people fooling around and having a good time. Mark, right, 442 uh, with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, I was talking about the Babylon Bee earlier. Uh, Babylon Bee has come out with some, uh, some uh, suggestions for Donald Trump's vice presidential running mate. 
Nikki Haley's husband just to really mess with her. (laughs) 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 Or, Or... or how about Macaulay Culkin, the Home Alone 2 reunion America needs. <laughs> or my favorite, Taylor Swift, expect multiple cutaways to show her in the audience during every Trump speech. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Babylon B, I love these guys. Oh, oh, God, 443, Flounder, what have we missed? What do you got a little Flounder's funny for us here? Uh, or uh, some music either way. Funnies, funnies or music either way works. I messed that one up. That's so. all right. You want to start do, o- just yeah. start over? No, we'll do another one here. I, it looks like I got the Tidemark. music intro when I downloaded it, so just bear uh, with me. Oh, no. Well, in fact, here I'm we go. Oh, okay. There you go. I like my gay neighbors. They're nice people. They're just uh, strange because they're always telling me how hard it is uh, to be gay. Uh, like my neighbor <laughs> said this to me the other day. He goes, Rod, I don't know if you know this or not, uh, but there's still a lot of prejudice out there in America. And I was like, uh, if I know, uh, dude, I'm on the first team. Uh, me and Tonto, we're well aware of what has happened. In I've been black a long time is what I'm trying to say. I did not have to come out. You know what I mean? That would have been weird right there. I'm sitting on the edge of my bed. I'm all upset. I'm going, I like ribs and rap music. I might, I might be a black dude. I, I got a taste for watermelon Kool-Aid. What does that mean? <laughs> My gay neighbors uh, got me to march in the gay pride parade with them uh, last year, which, uh, I, you know, uh, I'm down for the cause. I think if you're gay, you should be proud. It's what you are. And, and so I marched. Uh, but the main reason I marched is uh, because, uh, you know, black people, we don't, we don't have a parade. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird to me because everybody's got a parade but us, right? Like the Irish have a parade, uh, the Italians have a parade, Puerto Ricans have a parade, gays have a parade, uh, no black parade. So a little tip to you white people, uh, you see a brother in your streets, that's, that's probably a riot. Go back in the house. <laughs> and who's that guy? That is Rod Paulette. Rod Paulette. Thank you, Rod. Uh, 444 with a Kipper Pete and uh, Falounder, uh, 1063. Mm. But, it's that? getting serious in Texas. What's that? What now? They put barbed wire around the Alamo. Oh, hey, hi <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, coming up, Marjorie Taylor Greene suing the secret boyfriend of the Georgia Fannie the uh, Fulton Floozy prosecutor case. Also, the uh, screaming, uh, angry resident of Fulton County because of these stinking liberals. And Joe Biden's granddaughter trying to defend him. But frankly, the man is a, is a piece. He's white trash. Joe Biden is just America's white trash leading the family of white trash anti-American losers. Quarter of five with a Kimmer Pete and Flounder on 106.3. It's Lowe's. Let's talk about Howard Brothers and Kawasaki Engines. Landscapers rely on their equipment every day and need capable power, and the team at Howard Brothers and Kawasaki Engines answers. Kawasaki Engines deliver the power and performance that Howard Brothers customers demand. Whether the equipment on their trailer is an Xmark, Skag, Cub Cadet, Toro, or Walker, chances are the mowers are powered by Kawasaki Engines. The folks at Howard Brothers know power equipment better than anyone. The grass is always greener when you take care of it with Kawasaki Engines and Howard Brothers. Whew! 
It's cold in Atlanta right now. So if you had to pick an extra host to plunge into the ice-cold water, are you picking Tug or Rhino? It's the 2024 Polar Plunge to support Special Olympics Georgia. From now until February 3rd, just go to extra1063.com slash polar plunge and make a donation on behalf of Tug Cowart or Scott Rhino. The host with the lowest amount donated is taking the plunge at Ackworth Beach in February. And all donations go to support Special Olympics Georgia. Donate now at extra1063.com slash polar plunge. My name is Amy Risley. I have been working for Bruce Hagen for 17 years. When I first started, my boys were four and six. And whenever I needed, Bruce allowed me to bring them to our office. Bruce has always treated us like family. And 17 years later, I still love coming to work for Bruce Hagen. Just recently, a friend told me they hear Bruce talking on 680 The Fan. They asked me if he was as nice as he appeared to be on air. I smiled and without any hesitation, answered, he's even nicer in person. I'm Amy Risley. I work for Bruce Hagen. Let Bruce Hagen work for you. Hagen-Law.com. The engagement ring that started your story. The wedding band that commemorates that special day. The diamond tennis bracelet for your first anniversary. The beautiful earrings with your first child's birthstone. Some of your life's best moments were celebrated with the help of Solomon Brothers Jewelers. No matter the occasion, we've been there for all of them. From weddings and birthdays to anniversaries and graduations, nothing says I love you more than a beautiful piece of fine jewelry from Solomon Brothers Jewelers. What's your next special occasion? Celebrate it with a beautiful pair of diamond earrings, necklace, bracelet, watch, or a ring from Solomon Brothers Jewelers. See rings and styles you've never seen before at prices you've never seen before. And don't forget, we also offer jewelry cleaning and repair. Life's greatest moments are meant to be cherished, and no matter the price, you'll find something nice at Solomon Brothers. Visit us on Peachtree Road in Buckhead or Old Milton Parkway in Alpharetta, online at SolomonBrothers.com and on Instagram at Solomon Brothers. Millions of guys suffer from erectile dysfunction. That's one in four men. And I can tell you, I'm one of them. If you or someone you know suffer from ED, Peyronie's disease, or PE, here's 38-year emergency room doctor and founder of Total Body Therapy of Georgia, Dr. Eric Deal. Patients who enter my office are often frustrated, hopeless, depressed, and embarrassed. I understand the problem, and I'm going to help you fix it. There are lots of competitors that don't have the credentials that I have. When you go to other clinics, you're not going to see a board-certified physician with the experience that I have. When you come to our clinic, you're going to see me. There's just not one therapy that can solve these complex issues. I'll do a complete history and physical prior to any treatment that we use. Take it from me, Dr. Deal. When it's not hard, it's really hard. Call Dr. Deal for your free one-on-one evaluation and resolve your ED, Peronis, or PE issues. Total Body Therapy of Georgia, 404-777-1911. 404-777-1911. Online at stopmyed.com. Join a Second Chance Bail Bond CEO Daniel Madelon and host Tug Coward for a new weekly radio show, Back Your Blue. They will highlight special initiatives, criminal justice programs, and community events aimed at keeping our communities safer. Tune in Saturdays at 11 a.m. to learn some good news about and from the law enforcement and justice communities. This week's guest is defense attorney Lance LaRusso. Tune in on Saturday or find it online at thepodcastpark.com. 
No one plans on going to jail, but when it happens, it's important that you know who to call. Call A Second Chance Bail Bonds, where we believe everyone deserves a second chance. Whether your loved one's been arrested in Cherokee, Clayton, or any of the other metro Atlanta counties in between, A Second Chance Bail Bonds works fast to help expedite release within hours. A Second Chance. It's better to know us and not need us than need us and not know us. Call A Second Chance 24-7 at 770-627-3235 or online at atlbail.com. Not exactly the Shirelles or, you know, Supremes, Little Eva, but the Carpenters had a real sweet song here with Please Mr. Postman. And on this day, 1975, they went to number one with their version of the Marvelettes, 1961 hit. Fourteen years later, please, Mr. Postman, uh, Postman. The song is notable as the first Motown song to reach number one on Billboard singles chart in late 1961. This was the first song done by the Marvelettes in Motown to hit number one. That was the beginning of the Motown uh, extravaganza. Now, a little Carpenters here, us fog, if you want. Right? So you'd play the white bread version of it. I, it's the in the news. It was in the news. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, because on this day in 75, they went to number one. That's why we're playing it with their version. But the original, of course, was the wonderful Marvelettes. That great song. Our birthday oh, is... God. What's that? Oh, what? Founder just sent me the absolute worst news we could possibly Oh, have. no. What now? Oh, my God. Breaking news. 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 451. 451. News. What? Okay, I'm going to look it up right here to make sure that this is a done deal and, oh, and Flounder's just not uh, hurting Messing us for with no you? good yeah. reason here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screwing with the you Falcons, like always. What's that? Oh, the no, Falcons they did it. Haven't, yeah, they've done something here. They'll, their own website doesn't mention anything, and I'm not seeing anything on ESPN.com breaking. But, did you see this on the Internet there, uh, Flounder? Um. um Mike and Engineering is my inside source. And the source Mike says and what? Engineering. Let's don't kill the messenger because, uh, oh, my God. It's not your fault. <laughs> say it. Say it. Damn it. Say it. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Falcons. One hour ago, the Falcons said we've completed an interview with a guy. But now everybody's saying that the Falcons have hired their former interim coach, Raheem Morris. Probably the bottom of the barrel of all the guys they've talked to. The least one that will get it. It will generate zero excitement to the fan base. Nobody cared when he was here. Nobody cared that he was with the Rams. I mean, he's a good assistant coach, but I don't think he's head coach material. I'm just sorry. It just... Uh... I, I, I hope he does well. I hope he does. But this this will no, do nothing to invigorate the fan base here. Well, if, they, if that's true. They hired him because they know him. Yeah. They hired him because they know him. Yeah. Well, also, now who's left? Uh, and oh, they I mean, the Seahawks. Who, uh, Seahawks and Commanders, I think, still need a coach. Well, but, I, but, but I mean, who, do the, who would the Falcons have left besides Belichick or, uh, you know, belligerent? Uh, they interviewed 14, 15 yeah. people. And, and and he's the best of the lot. This guy who's a retread, yeah. please. Well, Vrabel is still is he still available? And uh, of course they... he's still out there. You got all these uh, hot uh, guys from Detroit and Houston and other teams, and they go and get a guy that's already been the interim head coach before here. He's a good assistant coach. 
but I just don't see. Wow. Well, he may even have been a head coach somewhere. I have to look it up here. I forget complete. Huh. Raheem Morris. That is just that is so so boring and depressing that that's what they've said because this is settling right here. They have settled on this. Yeah. Well, again, we're we're not you know, you're not attacking uh, this uh, uh, former assistant coach. In any no, way, other than saying well. you're disappointed that it's not a name that would excite the people uh, oh, coming into the season. Nobody's going to buy so <laughs> season tickets besides his family. Hmm. Uh, well, it, it just seems more the same. Well, it's the Falcons. They, need, they 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 don't need to get someone from the past. They need to get somebody fresh and new and come in here yeah. and kick ass and hand them the power. Yeah. Instead, he doesn't. He never fires the suits. You got Rich McKay up there, Mister Mediocrity, forever up there, never going anywhere. And they hire this guy Raheem Morris. That oh, oh yeah, Raheem Morris. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. And again, this is what this is an early word off sources from the internet or whatever. Same old Falcons, and, man. Or, or maybe Same from the Falcons, Falcons headquarters. We didn't. We don't know. But it's a source that we have. Uh, it says here there's several make. sources on the internet right now. They've hired him. He's the yeah. Rams defensive coordinator, who's done a good job as defensive coordinator. He did. I think it was at Tampa Bay too. Yeah. But still, in fact, I think. Uh, let me look at. I look think him he was the head coach somewhere. Been... Yeah. Well, again, we wish I, him well. We, we hope it works. We hope it. We hope he's got. He's got to get himself a quarterback, and a, you know, a, 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 because we got a couple of superstars, we need to bring it all together, and maybe he can do it. And he's, if he's a defensive uh, guy. See, he's a defensive guy. Okay, I'm gonna go on Wikipedia here because it's the first thing that pops up, which yeah. isn't completely, I would say. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll we'll keep you posted. Reliable. Yeah. Uh, four fifty-five. Uh, Kim Pete and Flounder. Maybe a new Falcons coach. Okay, head coach. Head coach. Here you go. Head coach. He was uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach from two thousand nine to two thousand eleven. He's a retread. Mm. Well, uh, anyway, we we He's hope it works. Failed before. Yeah, we hope it works. Uh, Four fifty-six with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. By the way, my old uh, uh, co morning man from the seventies, Mike Summers, sent me a little thing from James Woods. And by the way, we have a little Pete's tweets coming up later, and Holy Crap at Sports coming up later, and another Flounder's Funny, probably stuff coming up. Uh, but here's uh, James Woods has just posted a, a picture of President White Trash standing next to uh, President, uh, Vice President Shipless and Lazy side piece. In 2019, Biden's net worth was nine million. In 2022, Biden's net worth is 41 million. In 2019, Carmela Sidepiece's net worth was 6.3 million. In 2022, it's now 26 million, 28 million, from 6 million to 28 million, and uh, President White Trash 9 million to 41 million dollars. Uh, yeah, okie dokie. Uh, a lot of reaction to that going around social media now. It's not shocked. Corruption is there. It never, uh, it never occurred to a Democrat to forego a salary like Trump did. And Trump, I think Trump lost what, like a billion dollars in value of his of his portfolio by being president, or something yeah. like that. There's a lot. Anyway, so here we go. Uh, 457 already. Holy cow. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Georgia congresswoman, has filed a complaint against the formerly secret boyfriend, Nathan Wade, of the uh, Fulton County floozy, Fanny Willis. Uh, she says there are serious violations of state law over his purported failure to register and file lobbyist paperwork disclosing his solicitation of Willis and excessive, excessive gifts to the prosecutor. 
Infamously crooked aims of lobbyists holding accountable corrupt public officials. Disclosure of crime and shine light on the infamously uh, situation. DAs, administrators in discharge of their duties. My, she's, she wants him investigated. He, uh, she says he failed to register as a lobbyist and filed monthly spending reports between 2021 and 2024. And, of course, all the big gifts he took her on, like those exotic trips and stuff. So she wants him investigated. Uh, investigated by the, um, well, let's see what the uh, what actual group here. Uh, she wants him a state vendor required by law as a lobbyist. And so she wants the state to look into it. It's filed an official complaint with George's Ethics Commission against Nathan Wade. Uh, 458. By the way, I don't know whether you heard this. Uh, Morning Crow this morning had this guy, Derek Blasingame, showed up at the Fulton County board meeting last night, blasting the uh, city, uh, county board of commissioners and unleashing on uh, on the Fanny the Floozy at the same time. Flounder, we have a little Mr. Blasingame from, last, uh, from uh, earlier this morning and from last night at the Fulton County board meeting. Some Rip of you all have made the comment this morning on my way here that he's done, he's through, it's over. Well, I want to let you know that Derek Blasingame, I'm done with Fulton County fumbling our elections. I'm done with the gross mismanagement of our taxpayer dollars by the Fulton County Democrats on this body. I'm disgusted at the information that is coming out of the district attorney's office as a taxpayer. I am done with most of your silence at the DA's apparent love affair with the special prosecutor and gross mismanagement of taxpayers' dollars to pursue what appears to be a frivolous lawsuit based off of partisan politics. Apparently, guys like me need to court Fulton County female executives if we want a free ride at all paid expense. Apparently, we need to pursue Natalie Hall and Fonnie Willis, or maybe the executives in other departments, if we want a full ride and full pay. The yeah. DA appears to be- <laughs> Our Fulton County resident, Derek Blasingame, giving him one for. God bless you, buddy. Step for five. Coming up on five o'clock with a kiver feet and flounder. <laughs> Mercy. WFOM and W292EV Marietta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station, locally owned and heard throughout Georgia on the Extra app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Shoulder, right a blank, ready on your dog, target, 
<laughs> Stand by. It's only me. It's only the giver. I'll also going 503 with Pete Davison Flounder at the controls. Uh, we got a whole bunch of, we'll reset the whole thing on the border war and the Donald Trump case, which is just, I mean, it just infuriates me about this business with this woman who supposedly was raped in NFL. Well, anyway, just the whole thing just makes me ill. Uh, we got the reset. Yeah, plus, uh, Joe Biden's granddaughter's getting into the act. She's getting real political all of a sudden. So she's, you know, once again, she's no longer off limits if she's getting involved in politics and uh, she's free game. I don't think well, she this is not the one who had the diary about how he was uh, showering with her and teaching her how to be a tramp. That was his daughter, not his granddaughter. So anyway, what's her, Ashley or something? I got her name. Uh, 504, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. How's it going? Here's a phone number if you'd like to join us. 404-741-1230. 741-1230. And uh, we got Holy Crap of Sports with Pete coming up. Again, the latest news on, I guess we've hired a new coach for the Falcons. And um, uh, Pete's tweets and uh, Flounder's funnies and all kinds of good stuff, including uh, some latest stuff on the news. And by the way, if you missed it today, uh, uh, Neil Bortz joined us for at, uh, a little after 4 o'clock. And we had a really nice conversation for a very long time. It was kind of cool. Uh, and uh, we'll do it every week. We, I, it could be a different day just whenever because he, he's traveling around with his wife in that van so in the mobile home. So we don't know when he's available. Whenever he is, we'll do it. And uh, the segment with you and Bortz is up on Podcast Park. So if you want to go listen to it now, oh, you're more than welcome to Excellent. And now with and now if they go to if they have 106.3 on their on their app there's a link to there's a link to uh, the, no what if they hit a little there's like a little doodad there what do they hit to get to the like a, a audio file or something on that uh you go to audio and then there's shows, and then there's the camera show. There you go. And it'll be just, on there. God, okay. Excellent, excellent. Well, again, we are, appreciate it very much. Well, I'm, I'm still when learning said, all this. <laughs> when he said he went to Canada in the past, I was going to ask, how did you get your, your gun across? And then he answered. He yeah. I know a guy who pulled that uh, joking got away with it with a bag of weed in the front seat going across the border in Arizona. But that's a whole other story. I have, we don't have any personal <coughs> you know, <coughs> information about that. <coughs> 506. All right. The White House. Official Peter Navarro used to work for Donald Trump. The January 8th committee wanted to sub- did subpoena him, wanted all his information. He said, forget it. I'm not going. So he was arrested charged and convicted and today peter navarro under the white house serving with former president donald trump peter navarro got four months in prison and a fine of under ten thousand or just under ten thousand dollars the justice department wanted a two hundred thousand dollar fine and more time in prison uh he had claimed that uh the judge claimed that navarro claimed there was a two-tier system of justice and described the january okay this is incredible okay The judge in the case, the judge says that Peter Navarro was claiming there was a two-tiered system of justice, which is true, uh, and described that that Peter Navarro described the January 6th committee as a kangaroo court. Uh, The judge said, I've made clear my confusion about his arrest when he could have been offered self-surrender. The idea that he's a subject of a two-tiered system of justice when he's sitting here with four very capable lawyers is a real head-scratcher. The words executive privilege are not magical dust. It's not a a a get-out-of-free-jail-free card. To not engage with a committee to work through 
the issue is simply not engaged. There's no basis for it. Well, again, he, he says uh, he claims that there was a two-tier system. It was a kangaroo court. It was a kangaroo court, and there is a two-tiered system. Da-da! And he was, Ta-da. again, the Democrats are saying exactly what they're doing. This is exactly what happened. And by the way, speaking of two-tiered, where's Hunter? Let's review. Peter Navarro just got arrested and convicted and today sentenced to four months in prison and a fine. Remember, he was not the first. Uh, Former White House advisor Steve Bannon was also convicted of two counts of contempt of Congress, and he was sentenced to four months behind bars. He's appealing it. But again, two Trump aides convicted for contempt of Congress and got prison terms. Hunter Biden thumbed his nose at the committee when he was subpoenaed, refused to honor the subpoena, had a little funny news conference with his staff and his lawyers and his friends, and including a sugar brother, and then disappeared and had a little fun on everybody, and, and nothing happened. The Republicans said, oh, we're going we're gonna to get you, boy. We're, you can't do this to us. We're going to stand up for what's right. We're, gonna, we're having you arrested. You're going to be held in contempt of... Co-. Yeah, right. They didn't do squat. They screamed and yelled no, for like a day no. and then didn't do squat. And, and, Hunter, and then Hunter Biden, the lawyer, says, oh, you know what? What the hell? Okay, we'll have it. We'll go. No problem. And he's, oh, okay. All right, all is forgiven. What do you mean all is forgiven? If you go rob a store and they catch you a month later and then you say, oh, crap, here's the money. Forget everything. Okay, sorry. As long as you gave the money back. You know what? You broke the law, but hell, if, as long as you, you know, gave the money back. It's like, honey, you broke the law. You, you thumbed your nose at Congress. You broke a federal statute, a contempt of Congress. But, of course, you can get away with it because you're a Biden. Well, it's like Eric Holder got away with it. I, I, absolutely. He was held in contempt of Congress. And nothing. And he just said, screw you, and nothing happened. No. They never came to get him. They never arrested him. They never showed up with this, with you know, an arrest warrant in his house at 6 in the morning with SWAT teams and boats and helicopters. Yeah, yeah like they did to the Elian Gonzalez. That's yeah. right. They, they yeah. do with, that to, to uh, Guns Holder, drawn, though, baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, this is just outrageous. This whole freaking stinking, lousy, stinking family. Uh, uh, 509. And uh, we're going to talk more about the border thing here in a second. But uh, 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 President White Trash's granddaughter, Naomi, is now jumping to his defense after Jesse Waters on a show last night. She claims crossed the line, uh, branding Joe Biden as a bad father. Joe Biden is a bad father. Joe Biden's a horrible father. And his granddaughter, Naomi, is saying Jesse Waters crossed the line. Um, and, oh, here's, by the way, this, this is how this is written. I, I've got a couple of minutes here. This is, I'm going to read you. In fact, I forgot who wrote this. Was this from Fox News or uh, might have been Apple News? I don't remember. It might have been Apple News. But I'm going to read it to you because it's really biased. Um, uh, in a bizarre rant, this in a bizarre rant, uh, Jesse Waters, who left his wife of nine years, the mother of their twin daughters, for a Fox News producer who's 13 years his junior in 2018, attempted to tie Biden's border policies with parenting during a broadcast from New Hampshire. So the guy, in the intro to the line, the guy says, uh, Waters, who uh, left his wife of nine years and the mother of her daughter. Did he? Uh, yeah, he did. So it's true. But again, is this well, is the way that... shot. <laughs> I know. Uh, and his, his new wife is young and she's got a hot body. She's like an aerobics instructor or something. 
something. Anyway, um, uh, and uh, here it says, I knew Biden was bad on the border because he's not the best father. The man can't say no to his own son, uh, he, he said last night. Naomi's father, he can't say stop. He had, uh, can't have consequences for actions, and that's what you need. You need a man in charge on the border to say this is not going to be allowed. Well, Naomi, who's 30, responded, I've heard so many lies about my family. It takes a lot to make me upset. This crosses the line. Not sure how this man can call himself a reporter, and I hope he never has a son or daughter who struggles with anything. You can disagree with his policies without being this ugly. Well, now, wait a minute. He, what's that got to do with the fact that uh, this man is a crook, a criminal, and he, a, a, an enabler, and knowing that his son as a drug addict and a heroin addict and, and on the take uh, admitted that he allowed, he, he, he takes part in, this is Joe, the father takes part in meetings where his son is using father's name to make millions of dollars and threatening to blackmail other foreign countries unless uh, you do something because I got daddy sitting right here next to me. This is okay with anybody? Do you think my father would have allowed me? If I had called my father and said, uh, Dad, I'm a heroin addict, cocaine addict, but I want you I want you to call. I'm going to have a meeting with these guys to blackmail them and threaten them that if they don't do what I want, that you're going to come after them. Uh, is that okay with you? Sure, son, because I know you're trying to work your way through this, and, you know, of course you got everything going against you here with all the gun charges and everything else. I can't imagine. <laughs> They're from Delaware. The whole state is corrupt. White, tra- that you're right. That's true. I mean, he, he, I, I, I mean, it just it, white trash, absolutely white trash. Uh, <laughs> well, it beats white trash. <laughs> I mean, by honestly, uh, and then and then the reporter goes on to say that uh, uh, that Jesse Waters and his girl tied the knot in 2019. Their son was born in 2021, followed by a daughter. Uh, he made a creepy on-air admission about how he started pursuing Gio Giovanni by letting out the air in her tires so he could offer her a ride home. Again, this is a reporter talking about the Naomi girl. Uh, Walters made the thing. Uh, she couldn't go anywhere. He said, I was trying to get her to date me. The first thing I did, lay air out of her tires. She couldn't go anywhere. She needed a lift. I said, hey, you need a lift? She got right into the car. Waters failed to mention he was married at the time, adding it was a happy ending. Anyway, so they really go after Jesse Waters for it, uh, as he went after, as he should have gone after Mail. Joe Biden. What's that? That's the Daily Mail. Daily Mail was the one who got him. But again, they had the story when nobody else did. So there we go. All right, 513. Well, okay. little, what's that? I was going to say, uh, Southside Steve and his lovely bride are yeah. having an anniversary. I saw that on my okay. Facebook page, yeah. And he posted today something I didn't know. He met her on one of his shows. She came in and was wearing some shoes. Yep. And he said, nice shoes, and stuck his finger under her foot, foot. in the shoe and said, yep. nice arches. She has great arches. I, I don't know if she had toe cleavage. I saw the arch. She had good arches. Don't know whether she has toe cleavage. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. They're married. Two there, kids. There you are. <laughs> uh, 514, Kim and Flounder. Holy crap, it's sports is next. <laughs> Now look out, 519 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. And coming up, Pete found an incredible story about Hitler's last day. That doesn't mean we like Hitler, but we're going to talk about something you won't believe. I was shocked. That's uh, coming up. But first, more importantly, of course, holy crap at sports with Pete Davis. You know, you know those Hitler things, the videos yeah, where yes. they put it, something yeah. else and Hitler's screaming in the bunker yeah. about something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Pl- please, somebody do that with the Falcons hiring Raheem Morris. Please, <laughs> someone have him. Oh my God, how perfect would that be? You could have gotten Belichick. <laughs> yeah, you could have got the greatest coach of all time. You could have got all these hot assistants, and you got what? <laughs> my my Fiora, we we have hired uh, a retread. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, okay. AtlantaFalcons.com has nothing about this. Well, but everyone from Adam Schefter to everybody on the internet, including Mike the Engineer, who is a, a rock-solid source, our source, says, same old Falcons, they interviewed 15 men, but decided to hire not only a retread head coach, but a retread former Falcons interim head coach. Boy, don't get more retread than that. Raheem Morris is coming back. 47-year-old New Jersey native. Okay. As the Buccaneers head coach from 2009 to 11, he was a whopping 17 and 31. Oh, boy. All right. Excited yet? Wait, there's more. Espera, I'm off for our Spanish listeners. Mm-hmm. Morris was 4 and 7 as the interim Falcons coach in 2020. So, for those of you, I'm going to help you out here. Those of you who went to <laughs> Columbia seven, or Burtmore High School. Carry the four. That's an overall record of 21 and 38 as a head coach. All right, that's less than 50-50. I'm pretty good, yeah. Man, I bet those Falcon season ticket hotlines are jam-packed as we speak. Uh, Uh, Operator standing by. Uh, (laughs) Morris was the defensive coordinator of the Rams. Did a good job there last few years. He's a good assistant. But his past record as a head coach is abysmal, 21-38. and He better hire a damn good offensive coordinator and go find a quarterback. Rumor is he may go after some guy named Zach, Zach Robinson, Hmm? who's the Rams quarterback's coach, which, you know, I guess with Matthew Stafford, how much coaching do you need to do? But, you know, what the hell? So that's somebody maybe know a little bit about uh, helping a quarterback out here. Good luck to Raheem. He's a nice guy. As everybody says, the the, the players are going to love him. I don't give a damn. I I want the if, if he brings a winning team here, I hope they hate his guts. I'm so tired of hearing those. This guy's a really nice guy. Nobody cares. No Falcons fan cares about their personality or what a great guy they were or what they do for the community. All Falcons fans want is a damn winner, and this does not look like one. Yeah. I'm sorry, he does not look like a winner as a head coach. But good luck to him. To quote Groucho, when it comes to the Falcons, I have nothing but confidence and very little of that. <laughs> so uh, we're hoping for the best. I mean, if they've hired him, go on your damn website yeah. and tell ever tell the yeah. world if you're so damn proud of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Or maybe, you know, I mean, come on, nothing yet. Well, nothing. he may not. Have, it may have to wait till he signs officially or something. I, I mean, maybe they're just. I, who, I don't know. Who knows? They must have yeah, must have inked it. So. Yeah, I'm sure they yeah, they get the, the, the seal of approval from that great football mind, Rich McKay. Yeah. 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 Well, as predicted here weeks ago, the guy they should have gotten, Jim Harbaugh, is now a former Michigan head coach and now Chargers head coach Jim Harbaugh. He signed a five-year deal, allegedly. Unfortunately for him, the Spanos family is still running the show there. He's, they're kind of like the blanks of uh, West, the yeah. West Coast. Yeah. Uh, Wolverines offensive coordinator Sharon Moore expected to be named the new head coach in Ann Arbor. If they're smart, that's what they'll do. He's proven uh, to fill in for Harbaugh in the past, yeah. and everybody, you know, once again, they all love him, but yeah. he's actually a very good offensive coordinator, yeah. so yeah. hopefully. The Panthers have hired Buccaneers offensive coordinator Dave Canales as their new head coach. 
hoping he'll do for Bryce uh, Bryce Young what he did for Baker Mayfield. So yeah. a, lot of, a lot of dominoes are falling right now. Yeah. Uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN speculating that Bill Belichick might replace who you think he might uh, replace. Uh, a, guy at ten- uh, a guy at Tennessee? No, a guy who's still coaching right now in the playoffs. Oh, uh, in the play, well, the guy in the, well, there's only four in the playoffs, so who, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Andy, Andy Reid. Oh my God, really? Kansas City. If he City? retires, oh if well, he wins that, it again, I think he retires. Oh, I got you. I see. I thought maybe they because how they wouldn't want to get rid of Andy Reid unless he no, wants no, to no, go. No, 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 no. I was going to say Kansas. I never would have thought Kansas. <laughs> I thought you had faked me out there for a second. <laughs> yeah. All right, this next story, this next story is for the adults. So if there are any children listening, you might want to fast forward or skip the next three minutes. You've been warned. WWE boss Vince McMahon is accused by a former female employee of reneging on a deal to pay her three million American dollars Mm -hmm. to keep quiet about allegedly sex trafficking her with other people there. She claims McMahon did something unspeakable to her head Mm -hmm. while they were in the midst of a threesome. Oh, boy. Uh, Leave it up to your imagination. And that he also used sex toys on her, which he named after his wrestlers. (laughs) Oh, so I looked up the roster to find some wrestler names that would make some good sex the toy Screaming names. Puerto Rican. <laughs> Here we go. Well, there's the Big E. The Big E, uh, baby. There's there's the Boa. I'm getting me the Boa, there's baby. Andre the Giant. Andre, I remember Andre the Giant very well. Uh, Crybaby Cannon. <laughs> Big Boss Man. Jake the Snake. <laughs> Can't imagine. <laughs> I think that's for the threesomes. I'm pretty sure that's not a loan. Uh. My favorite, the Mongolian Stomper. <laughs> Puerto uh, Rican have... fence climber. <laughs> Here's what I forgot about. Kamala the Ugandan Giant. <laughs> and finally, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, Piper? Piper? I barely even knew her. <laughs> Much less do something on her head. Oh, my God. Anyway, switching gears here, and yes. I feel bad for doing this, but play-by-play man Jim Powell announced on social media today he will not be returning as a Braves announcer after 15 really? years. Bally Sports announced this offseason that veteran broadcaster C.J. Nikowski will join Brandon Galden in the booth for this season with Jeff Francoeur taking a step back from a reduced schedule. So some changes going on in the Braves booth hmm. right there. By the way, spring training starts in about three weeks. Wow. Oh, I like yeah. hearing that. I like yeah. hearing that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Ichiro Suzuki will be on the Hall of Fame ballot for the first time next year. To me, he's the, I mean, he's, there's not even a well, doubt. He was, That's the, he was the hitter for baseball yeah. for years. There's, the only he's guy still, that kind of yeah. jumps, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's still in great shape and everything. He could probably still play today, you know, in the field or whatever. Yeah. CC Sabathia is the only other guy I think that might get in the first time. I, I'm not quite sure about him either, but he is a Yankee. And is his pitching record that good? Yankees. Hey, he's pretty good. He hmm. was pretty good. I don't know if he's first ballot yeah. like Ichiro is, but still. Mark Schlebaugh of ESPN reporting the Privet, is that how you pronounce it? Privet Hedges ringing Dooley Field at Sanford Stadium <laughs> will be revitalized next month. Yeah, what does that mean? They cover 5,000 square feet around the field, uprooted and replanted with the same lineage of plants 
that have been in place at Sanford for 95 years. Hmm. It will include uh, soil replacement and stuff. The hedges have a lifespan of between 20 and 40 years, are 31 years old. It's going to be completed before G-Day's spring game. They're going to be removed, and were removed in the past when they hosted the women's soccer games in the 96 Olympics. So they took cuttings uh, from those plants and made new plants, which they grew in nurseries around the state. Hmm. I cool. guess to keep them safe from a storm or something like that in case something happened. Uh, Vince Dooley once said, they're the sons and daughters of the original hedges. I'll be darned. It's pretty cool no, tradition. That's, cool. that's what college football it makes it great. Yeah, that's that's why it's so good. That's one of the reasons it's and so good. At least we... At least we don't have to worry about Auburn players tearing up the hedges after a win at Sanford anytime soon. Oh, hey, hi yeah. uh, There are now just three college football head coaches who have won a national title still coaching. Can you name them? Uh, still coaching? Still coaching. Still coaching. Uh, 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 our uh, Georgia football head coach. Oh, yeah, but, uh, Kirby uh, Smart. Uh, Kirby Smart. And let's see. Uh, Alabama's gone. How about... Uh, uh, Next door? Uh, 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 oh, South guy. Carolina. I can't South think of the Carolina. names. I know, I know, I know. I've, 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 Dabo. I've, yeah, Dabo Sweeney. The Dabo names are Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney. And uh, how about the guy at LSU? Uh, what's his name? Nope. Nope, uh, he never won. Brian Kelly has never won anything. Uh, think uh, the Tar Heels. Um... Uh, oh, God, I'm, I can't remember the name of the I can't think of the name of the Mac coach. Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Mac God, Brown. he's been around a long time. Wow. Yeah, has. The Hawks lost at Golden State 134 to 112 last night. The Wizards have kicked head coach Wes Unsel Jr. upstairs, replaced him with assistant Brian Keefe. And the Mavericks lost at home badly to the Suns. And at one point, Mavs star Luka Doncic got a fan thrown out for calling him fat. The fan yelled Doncic should get on a treadmill. And then the fan really got personal. <laughs> And right here, he's screaming and yelling and getting very personal with so it. So there you are, Tubby. <laughs> oh, look like a bucket of lard on a bad day. You baby gorilla. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Got a call yesterday from Baskin Robbins. They said that they're down to only five flavors. You swear. <laughs> Maybe the greatest fat joke of all time right there. Down to five anyway, that's from the great movie Dirty Work with Norm MacDonald and uh, Don Rickles. In there. Great movie. I miss Norm MacDonald and Don Rickles, too. And uh, one quick sports-related type thing. I have no sports birthday to announce, but on this day in 1964, Nike, the company, was founded. It was originally named, I'll bet you know this, Nike originally named Blue Ribbon Sports. I did not know that. Bobby, 1964. They were na named after Ludlow Porch's restaurant in Tucker. Yeah, and uh, a beer. <laughs> Isn't there a beer, Blue Ribbon beer or something? Maybe not. Uh, yeah, uh, Ludlow and uh, the Blue Ribbon Grill, where you had Marine Corps birthday celebrations beer. every uh, every year. Uh, 5.30 with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. Funny's coming up and Pete's tweets and the latest on what's going on with the border and Donald Trump trial and the whole deal here with a 106.3 right in. Kimmer Pete and Flounder. Way down inside. 
537. You're going to give me what now? Say it again, man. Thank you. Fred's like, whole lot of love, baby. 1974, Led Zeppelin appeared at the Market Square Arena in, in uh, Indian No Place. Tour, I'm sorry, we used to call it that. I was here for a while when I was in the Marines for a few months ago. Indian No Place. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Market Indian No Place. Uh, the set list included rock and roll, Over the Hills and Far Away. The song remains the same. The Rain Song, Cashmere. The Wanton Song, No Quarter, Trampled Underfoot, Moby Dick, How Many More Times, Stairway to Heaven, Whole Lot of Love, and Black Dog. Tickets for Led Zeppelin in 1974 were $8.50. <laughs> $8. $8. Just the surcharge on a ticket today is over 50 <laughs> Just to hear one of those songs, you would pay $8. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. $8.50 in the 70s. And again, I was watching an old Columbo show, and he's at the airport bar in Los Angeles. At the air, You know how expensive things are at the airport bar? anywhere in them at in Los LA. Angeles airport in LA airport bar he had a mix like a rum and coke and she had a drink and it was a dollar 20 for both for the, both the tab was a dollar 20 I mean a mixed drink was like 60 cents or something back in 1971 anyway uh, quick birthday list includes that uh, that uh, briber uh, Zelensky the uh, head of Ukraine over there 46 years old today they're trying to give him another hundred billion dollars for God's sakes and make it a deal on the border tied with that and the stuff to Israel. I mean, <laughs> it's our Republican Party. They're they're always going to cave, and it's just you know we're in for more of it. Now, that's probably honestly, I, if you don't like Donald Trump as a person, you you know he's going to try to get us back on the right track again. You know what? After Trump wins and we have four years of Trump, if it's not DeSantis, I wouldn't mind this Abbott guy. At least he's got balls. Yeah, I I, I think he'll be in the number. Uh, and he's in a wheelchair, so they can, so they an extra check mark. According to the liberals, you know, if you have an extra check mark, it counts. That's right, baby. And on this day in 1915 in New York, Alexander Graham Bell spoke to his assistant in San Francisco uh, to boast about how Alexander had captured a slow motion scene of him ripping the wings off butterflies on his newfangled moving picture box, thus inaugurating on this day in 1915 the first transcontinental phone call was Alexander Graham Bell and his assistant. So there you are. Uh, 540 with a Kim Repeat and Flounder. Oh, just in, uh, kind of an update. The parents of Kansas City Chiefs fan found dead think the victims saw something they shouldn't have seen. Remember the uh, three Kansas City Chiefs fans? Yeah. Uh, they were dead, found in the backyard, and uh, one on the porch and two in the backyard, dead after watching football with their buddy who was apparently asleep for two days, didn't know what had gone on. One of the, one of the fiancés and one of the guys had called for a wellness check and finally eventually they went over there, broke some windows, found out what would happen. Well, as the families wait for the uh, toxicology reports results, one victim's father has a sinister theory about what happened. They had gathered at their friend's house to watch the Chiefs play the Chargers. Uh, the guy who owned the house said his, uh, the attorney said uh, his client had no idea the guys were outside. Didn't even know that they were there or dead till the police showed up two days later after partying. Uh, let's see. One father, John Harrington, said he's not buying the story. He doesn't believe anything the attorney says. 
Harrington's mother and I are both convinced, the father says, convinced that Jordan Willis played a part in this somehow. The guy who rented the house, Willis. We just haven't figured out yet how. What else could it be? Perfectly healthy men don't just drop off the face of the earth. There were four of you in that house. Now three of them are dead, and you're not? That doesn't add up, he continued. I'm thinking that he, maybe the three of them, learned something or saw something they shouldn't have seen, and he decided, well, I need to get rid of you now, friends or not. After speaking with the prosecutor's office, the father said he would expect that they treat this as a drug overdose and go on with their business. But I don't think it's as simple as that. I'm aware that they may have done some substances that were questionable, but the idea was to get high, not dead. If they were supposed to be friends, why didn't Willis come and find them? I'm sure they have a hundred different answers to that, but that's my question. Uh, the uh, dead person's mother told Fox News that although her son smoked cigarettes and drank beers with his friends, she doesn't believe he overdosed and Jordan is going to have everything to do with what we find out about his death. Yes, I believe something happened that night and that Jordan had something to do with it. We all believe that Jordan uh, had something to do with that. That's the guy who rented the house. Uh, he sat in that house for two days and had time to get rid of and clean up evidence. Uh, This is what the father said. He's had no drug test done on him. He's had no alcohol test. He had nothing to see how he might be included in this. They've given him two weeks to get rid of any evidence completely gone. The father said, Jordan's not telling the truth. When you tell the truth, your story is solid. It's when you're lying, your story changes, and that's what's been happening. I don't understand why the police don't see that. Again, the Kansas City Police Department has stressed that Willis is not suspected of any wrongdoing and is not facing charges. The case, quote, is 100% not being investigated as a homicide. No arrests or charges, no one in custody, no specific threats or concerns for the community. They say that Willis voluntarily let him search his home. Of course, two days after whatever happened, happened. Uh, Willis has since moved out of the place for fear of retaliation. His father, the father of the dead guy we talked about, is not the only party who's suspicious of this guy, Willis. Some friends have taken to social media with their doubts. Other parents have said uh, Willis must have taken an active role in their deaths. By the way, <laughs> Willis holds a Ph.D. and is a senior principal scientist at the Neutralizing Antibody Center Sheaf Lab in Kansas City, uh, where he does work on the AIDS virus. Uh, something that comes to mind, this guy wants to brag about how smart he is. He's a scientist, said one of the mothers. Uh, my thoughts are that he concocted something and gave it to all three men. I know I'm thinking, how could this have happened? These are responsible men. How do they go in a backyard and freeze to death, all three of them? It's ridiculous. Wow. I mean, what a story. Well, I'll tell you, if the, if the toxicology and the autopsy reports come back with something weird or yeah, heinous. strange, yeah. The, the, whoever is deciding with the police that this is not to be investigated and allowed all this to disappear and blah, 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 needs to be fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, absolute nonsense. Uh, 544. Very quickly, Donald Trump testified in the uh, Jean Carroll trial that's already found him guilty of, uh, of fondling her, not raping her, but in order to pay $5 million, now she went back because uh, she claims he libeled her when he called her a crackpot they'd never even met, so she sued, sued and won that. Now the judge is deciding to, uh, the final arguments for this trial are tomorrow. But Donald Trump took the stand today, but he was only allowed to ask, he was asked three questions by the defense attorney. First, uh, did he see his deposition 
deposition? Yes. Uh, do you stand by your deposition? Yes. Third question. Have you ever threatened Carol, the girl Carol, in your tweets and social media posts? Trump replied, no, I was only defending myself from what I believe was a false allegation. And the struck uh, the judge struck those comments because it went beyond a yes or no answer. And on the way out of the courtroom, Trump said, this isn't America. I mean, this is unbelievable. And, and now the closing arguments are tomorrow. This woman, 79, claims she, he raped her in Bergdorf Goodman department store uh, 20 years ago. And, he's, and he said, he didn't, I don't even know her. don't remember. Anyway, uh, so then the judge is going to, after closing arguments, there's no, the judge is going to decide if she gets another $10 million. I mean, it's outrageous. How can you find, well, well, he can't do anything about it. I don't know whether a civil case like this is, is uh, uh, appealable. I mean, oh, my God. It's New York. Yeah. It's, That's New York. Out to get him. Uh, that's right. Attorney General Letitia is out to get him. And uh, the other events, it's unbelievable. Uh, 546, Kimber Feed and Flounder. Flounder funny coming up. And uh, Pete's tweets and uh, whatever we got. And also, a Shannon Burke update coming up after 6. When we get off, he'll still be on. All right, look out. <laughs> now this dramatic pause. <laughs> 552. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the old Kimber Beatles. The actual Beatles. Da, 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 da. Uh, with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. Da, 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 da. I want to hold your hand. I want to hold your hand. Well, it was on this day. 1964. How could I forget? The Beatles' first number one bestseller in America, I Want to Hold Your Hand, reached the top of the Cashbox magazine chart. I Want to Hold Your Hand became the Beatles' best-selling single worldwide. More than 12 million copies, the first Beatles record to be made using four-track recording equipment. Well, I just think I want to now again, you know, just I just just what a thrill it was. The Beatles changed everything. And I'll never forget when the parents were concerned that their hair was so long because it went down to the back of their collars. <laughs> uh, 553. And uh, speaking of the Beatles, um, uh, on this day in 1980, Paul McCartney was released from jail and deported after being uh, imprisoned for 10 days trying to sneak a half a pound of weed through the cuss in Tokyo. <laughs> Probably not a good idea. And it was on this day, 1981, 52 Americans held hostage by Iran for 444 days arrived back in America on Super Bowl Sunday, 1981. And you'll recall they were released as soon as Jimmy Carter was no longer president. On, an, uh, the, on the 20th, I guess the 20th of January, whatever the inauguration day at that point, I guess always the 20th, uh, they, uh, re- when, uh, when Reagan took over, they released the hostages as a snub to Jimmy Carter. One last uh, yeah. shot. Well, that's one way of looking at it. Also, and as oh crap, Ronald Reagan's in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, you better release him now because he'll come and blow the crap out of you. <laughs> uh, Five fifty four with the Caribbean flounder. My, also, I'm on time. Uh, let's. Oh, uh, by the way, the uh, uh, the federal government with uh, President White Trash has now responded to the. There are now fifty. I'm sorry, of the fifty governors, there are twenty five governors now, Republican governors, all condemning the feds and President White Trash trying to uh, determine what happened. 
happens with our southern border by letting them all come in. And now the Fed, uh, so and, and the Texas Governor Abbott, you'll hear in a second, has, uh, has still said we're going to keep putting up barbed wire other places. And the Fed government now, uh, President uh, White Trash has now said, uh, we hate you Republicans and we're going to get all you arrested. We're going to arrest you and put you in jail and make sure you never get to vote in an election again, unquote, uh, President uh, Stupid Face, which is uh, pretty right. depressing. Uh, and uh, a flounder, how about Governor Abbott? Oh, hold on, first of all, even a better idea. We got, you know, we got all these tweets are hanging around here. We got Pete Davis sitting right here. I can see him and everything. So we have a little thing we call Pete's tweets. Uh, one more thing I'm going to get off my chest about this Raheem Morris situation. Yeah, the, right, yeah, the new football coach of the Falcons, he's apparently. such a great hire, yeah. why didn't you hire him three years ago instead of Arthur Smith when you talked to him then? Well, maybe they're thinking he had he proved himself in, uh, was it L.A.? Where, where was he a defensive guy just now? L.A.? The Rams. Rams. Rams, yeah. Uh, maybe they th- they uh, show he proved himself something. I don't know. But again, you're right. I mean, why, uh, why wait? Yeah. Yeah, and, and by the way, he's just, he's he's black, right? Isn't he? And which not, yes, doesn't make a difference. But he, uh, Arthur, he's finally put his money where his mouth is yeah. and hired an African American head coach after yeah. all this yapping he's done for years yeah. about this. Yeah. Now he, he's got an African American GM. Does he keep him? Yeah. Well, again, I don't know whether that has anything we'll to do with it, but we, either way, we've got new coach apparently. Hey, speaking of Reagan, yeah. During the 1985 Geneva summit, there was a moment when President Ronald Reagan and Soviet Premier Mikhail Gorbachev paused their negotiations and went for a walk. Yeah. Okay. okay. Only their personal interpreters were with them, and for many years, their discussion was a secret, hidden from both the American and Russian public. But in a 2009 interview, Reagan's Secretary of State George Shultz said that during the walk, Reagan came right out and asked Gorbachev if they could set their differences aside and join together in the event of what? Uh, in the event, uh, they could join their differences in the event of, uh, wow, I don't know, great question. An alien invasion. Oh, my. Well, that makes sense. Does that not, and this whole Star Wars thing that he started, yeah. does it make you think that maybe they do stuff that they still haven't told us? I'll, I guarantee it. And again, I don't know why they have. What, what could they possibly? You know, the only thing they they can tell us is that there is there's a life out there and they're here and they could kill us well, if they want. I mean, so so we know that. They, so why, why don't I just say it and, and say we well, deal with it? You know, damn well. One, they're 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 afraid of civil unrest, right. and even more importantly, they think the stock market will crash. Well, I yeah, and it probably would. But again, you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're yeah, Americans. already. People already don't work. I what know. do you think is going to happen if they say there's aliens yeah, and they the can point? wipe us out at any moment? What's the <laughs> yeah, point? Good point? They're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, my friend Joe recently went on the Dolly Parton diet. Have you heard of this? I have not heard of the diet. Dolly Parton diet. What's that one? Well, it really made Jolene. <laughs> oh, Jolene. Jo- oh, God. Jo- <laughs> Dear Lord. And what do you call a restaurant that only sells beans? Uh, Farton Pooper. Well, that's the German word for it. Yes, a, a gas station. <laughs> gas station, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and there's uh, Pete's tweet. Oh, hey, hi. By the way, uh, our, one of our little info sheets. It's five uh, fifty-eight. We're not going to play any more of those guys here. Do we have a flounder's funny? Can we put one of those in here? Yes, we did. Let's try. Let's try. It's five fifty-eight. We got a little. We got a minute and a half here. Thirty-six. I'm not handling my thirties very well because, if you're realizing, thirties is not old, but it is. 
almost old. <laughs> like, you're right there, you know? And some of you are in your 30s, you're like, that's not true, I'm still young. Yeah, the first stage of grief, denial. <laughs> you come along. It's not, you got a little young in you and a little old. You're in transition, you know? Like, I still get excited about concerts, but I also get excited about Cole's cash. I'm in transition, you understand? <laughs> and everything changes. You can get hurt doing anything in your 30s. Anything is dangerous. I play basketball once a week. I texted a friend my age, and I said, hey, are you going to be here this week? And he said, no. I threw out my back. And I said, how? And he said, folding a sheet. <laughs> and I wasn't surprised. I was mad at him because we needed the numbers. I was like, come on, man, you're 36. You know you can't be doing that by yourself anymore. <laughs> you free soloed a sheet? Are you insane? <laughs> you need a spotter for that kind of action. <laughs> that's Dustin Nickerson. Yeah, that's our buddy Dustin Nickerson. I love it. Uh, 559 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. By the way, I found out today. Oops, now I, now I can't find my th sheet. I had my special sheet. Now I can't find it. Uh, <laughs> oh, come, I know what I want to do. I wanted the tea. Well, let's do this tomorrow. Pete Davis found out uh, the about the last 24 hours of Adolf Hitler. Now, this does not mean we're excited about talking about Hitler, but wait till you hear. I had no idea. I thought it was a whole th private thing that no. Well, hardly. In fact, wait till you hear tomorrow what one of the witnesses said when they heard the bang. Uh, Ura, Semper 5. We gotta go. You're killing me. It's only the camera with Pete and Flounder. Oh, baby, we'll be back tomorrow. Let it rip Friday. Look out. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.